You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show, uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Today on the show, we have a stand-up comic, Amarez, who joins us to talk about quitting his engineering job to go into stand-up comedy. Uh, we talk about his approach to learning and life in general, uh, as well as a couple of crazy Uber stories uh, from him driving in the wee hours of the morning. Emma runs a comedy room, the Artisanal Comedy Hour, every second Tuesday at the Caffeine Bar. That's 1429A Bishop Street in downtown Montreal. The next one coming up on January 31st, and we'll be featuring our very own Jason. It's a free show, just pay what you can at the end, so be sure to check that out. And also be sure to follow Emmer on Twitter. Uh, it's at Amarez, that's A-M-E-R-E-Z, or on Facebook, and the link will be in the description. I think you'll all agree, he's a very funny and talented guy, so without further ado, here is Amarez on Fire in the Hole. He's not like other kids. What do you mean? Yesterday, I left him alone for a minute, and he disassembled the TV, our clock, and the stereo. That's perfectly normal. Kids take things apart. Oh! The part that worries me is he used the components to build a ham radio set. Oh, dear. Is that bad? Normally, I'd want to run an EEG on him, but the machine isn't working. worse than I feared. What is it? I'm afraid your son has the knack. The knack? The knack. It's a rare condition characterized by an extreme intuition about all things mechanical and electrical and utter social ineptitude. Can he lead a normal life? No. He'll be an engineer. So where where did your uh, like fascination with comedy start? Oh man, Ooh, where to start? I would say probably when I was young, when I saw when I saw Eddie Murphy, okay, live. My parents just got Comedy Central, when, you know, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, I remember watching Eddie Murphy Delirious, and it was like, wow, people can do that. You know, you think you're funny, and then you see a professional funny guy, and you're like, Jesus Christ! And I remember I was maybe seventeen and had to convince my friends to go see a comedy show. And the first comedy show we ever saw, we arrived late at the Comedy Works. So we sat on the f- like in the front row. Oh, yeah. So it was me, a Jew, a Jew, a Jew, a Jew. I, most of my friends are Jewish. Okay. It has affected my sense of humor. I'm like an <laughs> Arab with a Jewish sense of humor. Well, there's so, essentially the same people anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I think Jews are funnier. I think whatever happened, I think they, they gave them that funny gene. Something, something yeah. special. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, okay. So you're in this Anyways. very, very like juicy like row for any guy oh, doing, yeah. working on the stage right and who was the headliner that night was Joey Elias and it was an amazing show he just picked on us the whole night you know he, he does a lot of crowd work he's, okay. he's great at crowd work and he just when he knew that I was an Arab surrounded by Jews forget it 
It's it. He, <laughs> it's he's got somebody his, gold. He's it got his hour. <laughs> it was great. It was great. And I remember I took his class. You know, he 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 like a couple of years ago I took his comedy class. Okay. Okay. And he didn't remember me at all. Of course, I'm like, you're okay. the reason I went to comedy. You made it special the first time. Really? He's like, I don't remember. What it, the fuck it, that's are. what that that's what sort of nailed it for you. Well, it was my first. Imagine the first comedy show that you ever see live. Your front row, and you become part of the show. Mm. Right. It 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 fucked up my brain. I'm like, this is this is crazy. But then I I stopped. I maybe I went a few times. I went once. Then I concentrated at school. I started watching. Like I, I was going through my old iPod and I re, like old iPod I used to when wow. I had the early twenties. I'm like, man, there's so much stand up comedy here. I didn't know I loved because I put it on the side. Like I, I went to university. I went did my bachelor, did my master's. Didn't think about it. But I don't know. I you know, started listening to Joe Rogan podcast. I'm like, hey, I forgot that you know funny people are also smart. And one day I just decided a couple of years ago, say October 14th, two years ago, and I'm like, fuck it. I got on stage and I loved it. Well, you know the feeling. Yeah, I know it now. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's funny. It's is like I remember Richard uh, hassling me about podcasts. He kept telling me Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, and I'm like, who? I'm like that name sounds familiar. He's like, yeah, you know the ex, uh, was it Fear Factor? I'm like, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know the UFC dude. Like, I'm like, really? And he kept telling me, but as usual, when he's really trying to communicate something, I'm like, okay, I'm not like. I'm not, not, really all, not all listening. What a great friend he is, isn't he? <laughs> I've gotten better. I've gotten better. Um, I keep trying, though. I'm very keep trying to save me yeah. from myself. <laughs> that's why he's a valued friend. Um, oh. So, yeah, and then finally, ne- that's it. I got Netflix, and one of the only stand-up comedies up there was his, like, uh, this old yeah. you know, 2004 show yeah. he did. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's funny. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, it wasn't, like, bust-a-gut funny, but I was like, he's kind of a smart douche. Like a, a douche that that enlightened. He's a bro, yeah. but yeah, yeah right. What happens when you like? He started oh, out yeah. as a young douche, and then he progressively there was an artist soul in him somehow. Like a weird somebody misplaced an artist's soul inside of this like taekwondo dude with uh, height issues, <laughs> and then he like basically just decided to educate himself. And you can almost hear the progression over the years as he's kind of become almost uh, the common man's authority on things. And, you know, you start listening to podcasts. I don't know how you started to listen to podcasts. I was just listening to things. I wanted to listen to some things at work, mm-hmm. while yeah. I work. And like, I'm like, oh, all right, this seems funny. I'll start listening to this. And I'm like, oh, shit, podcasts exist. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember when you discovered podcasts? Yeah. It was, it was a shocking moment in my life. Like, there's smart people who are talking. <laughs> and I could mm-hmm. listen to them while I do right. my job. Yeah. yeah. There's no uh, obnoxious uh, radio, like, uh, advertisement or stupid jingles in the middle. And yeah. or or a forced laughing and stuff like that is just people talking. What, what? How did you start? It's the same thing. Like as soon as I started working like a, a desk and mm-hmm. wanted to have something in my ear all the time, podcast was just yeah. like a natural. Who wants to talk to his colleagues? I mean, come on, let's be honest. <laughs> they're forced upon you. I'm like, I don't want to listen. I don't want to talk to these people. Particularly if you have a job that doesn't like engage all of your yeah all of your faculties, sense. Yeah. you oh, know, yeah, that's, like, that's right? like so you're 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 working on on one thing but you want to have some other part of your brain stimulated then that i think that's a good thing i think that's probably why podcasts have become as popular is because everybody at work now like it wasn't like that 10 15 no. years ago no. like 10 15 years ago it was like facebook you like all these like you couldn't go into myspace sort of thing mm-hmm. now everybody's on everything they're on they're on their twitter they're on their facebook they're on youtube all but the time so, is normal i i feel podcasts are still like a secret thing because i know a lot of people who don't listen to podcasts and i remember when i used <laughs> to work in an office 
when I would pass by and I would see somebody like listening to a podcast when they see it on their phone, you're like, oh, he's one of us. It's a bit like, right. it's a little bit he's like one porn. of us. Yeah, it's, a, it's like something you do when you when your brain alone at work while you, you know, try to show everybody that you're actually working. Yeah. <laughs> when you're actually yeah. like giggling in your head listening to something. Yeah, because yeah. it still looks like you're working. Yeah. Right, and you it looks can, like you're working because you're paying. This is today's society, by the way, guys. You don't have. Yeah. You just gotta look like you're working. Just look busy. It forces yeah. like a like a. It podcast will just naturally force a I'm thinking about things look on your face. <laughs> yeah. So you look like, really huh. committed, right? Yeah. And yeah. If you're like watching like fucking stupid YouTube videos, then you're like, and the boss from across the office is like, oh, Amir's fucking around, right? But then you're like, you're super committed. Arched eyebrows, like nodding, like ah, yeah. oh, that's a that's a diligent worker right there. <laughs> Serious man at work here. We cannot bother him, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can tell he's thinking. You can tell hmm. it's there deep. What do you do, Richard? I work online. I work on the web. I'm like a Google expert. I work with companies to get exposed to the well, mostly like uh, advertising. Okay, yeah. advertising. And you're teaching, so this is yeah. Well, I'm 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 a, I'm a filmmaker, but uh, I haven't um, produced. Uh, some stuff. I haven't produced anything in a little while now. I'm also like you know a dad. And You're a dad. Teach. Yeah. I didn't know you were a dad. Yeah, I know. I know. It, wow. It's shocking. I don't look like I'm responsible at all for anybody. <laughs> hey, man, I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, I got two. I got two kids. Two so, kids. Yeah, yeah. My God. So congrats. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, I just ran into a guy today at a restaurant who, uh, you know, you recognize people and you're like, but I don't know what segment of my yeah. life you're from. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and you stare at them a bit long and you're like, why are they, why is he staring at me? I just, I, I, I've decided to preempt that because I used to be the guy who's like, I'm just going to let him come over and I'm just going to pretend that I'm reading something. I was like, fuck it. Now I see someone that looks remotely from me. I'm like, hey, I just go, hey, and I pat Man. them on the back. And then I just Bro. let them kind of go like, oh my God. And they took the guy a couple of tries. So he's like, ah, Sony, no. Uh. <laughs> Turns out we knew each other when we were eight. Wow. And then when he said that, it unlocked like who he was. And <laughs> then I realized this guy used to be like a razor blade carrying like Latino gangster yeah. from my neighborhood. Like, yeah, I was about to say, was there an evolution in his uh, Absolutely. In his He's like, yeah, I got four kids now. I'm like, two of them are graduated. I'm like, that makes sense. You probably had kids when you were 16. <laughs> from three different math. moms. You stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> but he was so happy to see me. He was so happy to see me. Maybe because all the other vatos are dead. I don't know. <laughs> in jail. So he, was a, he was a gangster eight-year-old? Dang. Well, we <laughs> met when we were eight, but okay. we grew up in Cote d'Ivoire. Okay. So they okay. used to. We had a video store. They probably used to hang out there. And Cote d'Ivoire was that rough. Yeah. It, was, eight, it was, man. The, the eight-year-olds were. Like, <laughs> eight-year-olds gang were knifing each other. Well, the Latinos <laughs> giving you money essay. <laughs> yeah, the Latinos, uh, especially after Blood In Blood Out came out, then they all just like went up four notches. <laughs> right? They were super docile and kind of Dude, gunned fights. I, I went to San Luke High School. Really? I went to San Luke too. Oh shit! Just for a year, and we both got out. Yeah, yeah, it was a rough Did year. Did you do too. prison? I didn't do prison. I don't know for you. We're I, one of the few, I think, who never. I came close. Yeah, me too. I was a. I came from a very, very calm school into Saint Nick, uh, and I was all like, "Hey," and carefree, whatever. And I didn't realize how severe the gang situation was, and how you had to kind of be quiet and not not act up too much. So I did anyway. And what year did you go? Man? Oh man, I'd have to oh, do some research. You? I'm 38. 38. Okay, so you're older than. Oh no, well then you, we never. Yeah, we never but I know, I know the Saint Luke situation. I remember the the police. Was, I was remember a fat the, white white guy with long hair in Duance. Remember Duance, like the gifted the gifted students. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had to avoid. Rings a bell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. You were fat. I was. Yeah, I was. Really? A big guy. Yeah. Well, out of shape and fat. I was tiny. I think that's the thing. Okay. I wasn't tall. 
And then you just like dramatically lost weight at some point or? I think I just got hormones kicked in. <laughs> I just went in like, oh, girls. You stretched. Yeah, yeah exactly. I stretched, girls. You know, as the way I see it, it's like my grades went down mm-hmm. when my testosterone levels went up. <laughs> this is usually how it That's usually how it works. Yeah, yeah. There's an inverse relationship between uh, scholastic performance and social life or anything really. It's crazy though, right. like how the body reacts when he discovers girls when nothing else matters. Like, yeah. Oh my God, they have boobs. You don't even know what to do with them, but you know that you want to be next to them. You know, like, well, I, I was creative. I could imagine. What you I could imagine. To do them. Like, I could I was do this like, and that. I just know how to get to that. Like, I just really want to get to this conversation and I want to get to this part where I hang out with you. Uh, after that, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I didn't prepare. <laughs> oh, that's good. Dude. That was, you were more prepared than I. <laughs> I was like, boobs. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, it was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. But like, I think uh, like you probably also realize this like these are the experiences that you yeah. you're yeah. maybe you have been doing comedy you know a lot longer than you think you were once i started I, the, I used like what i did before wasn't extremely creative it wasn't an art you know so once i started doing stand-up comedy i'm like oh this is my creative you know my creative side this is how i should you start like oh this is how my life affected my art like oh okay you know like my sense of humor my uh, my metaphors Everything comes, as you said, like, oh, how it shaped who I am. But you never think about it until you start creating. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is how my life will be useful in my life. Because if you're not being creative, you don't know how what you do in life affects you. Yeah. You just, yeah, you just live. A lot of artists, uh, uh, filmmakers, uh, <laughs> artists in many, I'd say art period. Yeah. Um, I've heard several times this idea reiterated that like the more you work and the more you mature as an artist, yeah. the more you you end up telling your personal story yeah. over some fabricated thing that because at first, you know, you're always sort of trying to emulate or you want to really buy your place in the Pantheon or whatever in the marketplace. So you're like you're putting out the stuff that's familiar. You're trying yeah. to get that that reaction. Imitating. To a large extent, imitating. It's important. It's really important. Yeah. But once you start to like sort of come into it uh, and you talk to people and they tell you things like, hey, you know that story you told when, you, you know, you, you had your first gay experience, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of how you could misunderstand someone if they say, no, no, I don't mean that I'm, but I. Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. Not that there's not anything that wrong with that. Not that kind of gay experience. Not kind of, but you no, see, but I just don't want, I'm, I'm going to go now. Um, <laughs> until you get a little older and you've tried a couple of things and some cu- people, couple, a couple yeah. of people have pointed out to you, you don't value those no. anecdotes. Right, you don't see them as funny. You don't even see them, I think, as anecdotes. I never saw anything in my life as an anecdote until like, you start telling them. You're like, "Oh shit, that is a story. Like this is heavy, or this is funny, or this is a serious, important part of my life." Like once you say it and you see the faces of people like reacting, you're like, right. "Oh, I didn't know that this thing that has happened affected me in this way." Yeah, it's weird. something that it's seems magic, so normal man. to you is yeah, not exactly. not normal. Yeah, you've told it a hundred times a story and. I'm I'm dumb though because I should have realized years ago. I mean, I'm not actually regretting this, but I should have realized years ago that I've always tried to tell other people about the stuff that happened to me in the most entertaining way possible because I always had the nervousness of in my head I always had this little voice going like, "Okay, they're listening to you. This is a precious time. Like this needs to be worth it. So you better take them somewhere with this because I awareness, that's right? Mean, yeah. So and I hated people who didn't have that, who just like went on and on and on and on. So I was like, okay, I'm, I can't shut up. It's just, it's part of me. Gotta try to maximize the content for for the listener, right? And I, in, the, in that way, I guess 
Mm. Um, you know, but I, I would always hate exaggerating too much. Mm. Like I might exaggerate my emotional response to a something or whatever, but I would never change the circumstances of what happened oh, to me really? too oh. much. I see. I, because I, I, I had this other side of me that was like, okay, but I don't like bullshit. Yeah, but isn't it, don't you think it's fun? Like I look at my dad. My dad is the type of guy who will tell you a story. Then he'll tell you a story, the same story a couple of years later. And some things have changed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it isn't like a guy, it was a woman. And the way I see it is that it's still fun in the sense that the evolution of a story, even though at the end of the, you know, six years later, it's a completely different story. It's the evolution. It's, you know, right. a few things have added just to make the story more Spice spicy. Yeah. I, I think, I you know, you know, Nothing against we, that. We don't need to be completely honest. You know, you can just well, spice up the story. Well, that's where my, my comedy. Dad is the king of that. That's where comedy and uh, of course he is. He's Arabic. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> He's where, a cab driver, dude. So he oh, knows wow. how to tell a story. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think that's where comedy and art and filmmaking and stuff like that have been kind of an outlet for me because that's kind of a place where you don't have to feel super yeah. self-conscious about any detail you may have changed, right? Yeah. Mm. But when it was a personal like conversation between me and someone yeah. else, I mean, yeah. like, and then I died. Oh, wait, wait, that doesn't work. <laughs> but you put a little mustard on it. I've always put a little mustard on it, but because I need, I need uh, to he's make Egyptian. it. It's cumin, I think. He sprinkles a little cumin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because uh, the Hungarians on the yeah. other side are fucking entertaining people too. So really? I'm not oh, sure. Where I don't know. They were. Okay. I think the storytelling might be from my Hungarian side, okay. but the need to tell everybody is <laughs> my Egyptian side. The need to like, hey. Dude, talking about Egyptian, did you ever watch old Egyptian comedies? Of course. I grew up as a child. I didn't understand them, but. Old Egyptian comedies. Because in Lebanon, this is, this is the type of It's the TV show, yeah. It's the TV shows. And that the and TV the soaps. Movies. Yeah, the soaps, the, the Spanish soaps. Yeah. And the funny, like what I enjoyed watching are the funny Egyptian movies that are it's like Bollywood, but in Egyptian. Yeah. It's just over the top, and the music is funny. Clearly, they all smoked weed, by the way. Now that I'm an adult, and I'm like, oh, they're clearly high on double marijuana. Apple. Double <laughs> apple and marijuana. Like, it's clear. <laughs> but it's funny. As a child, you're like, oh, they're just crazy, and this is how you're supposed to be. Yeah. But it's, it has shaped my retardedness, as I call it. Like, this how to make people laugh. It's this clown-esque way that you see in those movies. But you never think of that. Yeah. Until you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, my God. I, I did something similar to this. Husni or something, whatever. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah. I, I saw it like on uh, in an old Egyptian, like reruns. Yeah, yeah. Like my parents, of course, that's all they watch. They're not gonna watch. They've been here for thirty years. They're not gonna watch Canadian television. No, no. There's just some people who are set in their ways. <laughs> exactly. And no, the no, internet no. has just made that easier. Oh, now. exactly. You can listen to Lithuanian like uh, drama all day, <laughs> and never ever engage anything that's other, right? No, absolutely. No, it's. Uh, I know. I always knew that. Little I know about my Egyptian side, I know that that's that's a thing. Comedy, it's a beautiful singing. country, man. You should definitely go. They they all have a sense of humor. I, I was in Egypt at the end of my uh, my bachelor. I, I traveled with my best friend. Like you have a, you you have a white friend. I have yes. a, also a white friend. His name is Guillaume, and yeah, <laughs> he's always good to keep around. Everyone <laughs> should have one. Everyone should have at least one <laughs> Caucasian friend. We're useful. He's yes. a real Quebecois. He has two last names, unlike you, Richard Lajoie. Yes. yes. <laughs> Only one. How dare you? I dare <laughs> you. have two, but you do have two. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, so he's good. He's good. He's a keeper. He's a keeper. Jason. <laughs> Anyways, and, oh. and uh, we went to Egypt, and I discovered Egyptian culture. First of all, extremely friendly. Have you ever been to? Egypt? No, I haven't. No, you? Long time ago. Long time. Extremely friendly. Yes. Uh, everybody smokes cigarettes, by the way. It's yeah. cigarettes, smoke cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. We went to see Mission Impossible. We didn't know what to do. We were in Cairo. We went to see Mission <laughs> Impossible, one or two. I don't remember which one it is. And in the middle of the movie, there's a break. And you're like, what's, 
what's going on? And you just see people just lighting up cigarettes in the movie theater. Like, like not actually the going outside going to have a puff, like just going like, like I, an intermission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's crazy. An intermission just to smoke cigarettes. But yeah. they didn't leave the theater. They just <laughs> Most they stayed those. in the yeah. theater during the intermission to smoke. Again, my memory is a bit hazy, and this beer <laughs> is starting to kick in. So, but I remember people smoking cigarettes for an intermission. Like, what's going on? This is. This and it's hilarious. like that's that's a people that that enjoys smoking, yeah. right? They're not mm-hmm. like cursing it like North Americans are like, God damn it! I just I need I'm I'm jonesing. I gotta go have. One. They're like, turn it off. I'm gonna just yeah. <laughs> <sighs> like that with the they're making love to the cigarette exactly. It's like <laughs> cigarettes Bart in the Simpsons Middle East and, is like what cigarettes were here in Canada like 30 years ago right. when it was a it was an actual social thing. It wasn't like I need my cigarette. I don't yeah. care if I die. It was like no, no, we smoke cigarettes and it's healthy. My doctor That's recommends it. camels. Like. It's very, well, you probably had this. When we, when we were kids, my mom in our family home in Lebanon, they, there was like a plate filled with, filled with cigarettes. cigarette boxes. So in case, uh, you know, we have friend, family friends come over, yeah. they can choose their, they don't have to use their cigarettes. We provide the cigarettes. <laughs> I swear to God, there were boxes like Marlboros and Kents and Gitan. You know, uh, something you offer. Like right. here, here's a cancer stick. Yeah, <laughs> my mother is like friend. a bar, like it's having crazy. a bar full of yeah. liquor. Yeah, it's crazy. My mother's uh, like, that worked out really great for my my dad because he studied in Europe, communist Europe, right? So he goes to nice. he goes to Bucharest to study for reasons that I still am not hundred percent on. The women, I, I'm pretty Maybe. sure it's the women. Come on, Eastern he, European he women. He saw a chance to get the Jesus. fuck out, and I don't know. Whatever it is, uh, he he goes to Europe. He shows up in the three piece suit and a Mercedes <laughs> in communist communist Romania Sorry. with a briefcase in university, right? And then it starts snowing. He freaks out. He buys the biggest fur coat he can find. He looks like a fucking tauntaun, right? Like he looks like ridiculous. <laughs> Finally, like he meets pimp. my mom. Exactly. My mom like chills him out. I was oh, about he to was, say, like, should I say his dad looked like a pimp? We're not, I'm not his best friend. He was no, arrested okay. several times on suspicion Jesus. by the authorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of pimphood? Of pimphood. Of pimphood. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, because see, the thing is, and, and, and I know that no one believes me, but my dad was a businessman, right? And he, a his, pimp. you'll be shocked to find out that his forte was entertaining the clients right he he did like the well, i guess now we know where it comes from <laughs> it was the uh what's his name uh uh what's that character on Mad Men? the, the cosgrove right the guy the white that, hair guy yeah okay. uh, the, the blonde guy the the, blonde that guy. gets like loses an eye i think it's yeah, yeah 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 yeah. He so inter- yeah take out the clients take yeah. out the clients right so he's the guy that that used to take out the clients yeah and that 90 percent of the time the clients were like where the ladies of course so my dad knew the ladies in egypt no, this is in Europe. This okay, of course, because right. nobody wants to sleep with the Egyptian women. Let's be honest, guys. Have you seen? <laughs> the men are so manly. Nobody wants... Nobody. No. And Sorry. the women are manly, <laughs> too. Uh, yeah. So... They can bench press you, Richard. I'm just saying. <laughs> a few times, uh, he was like, authorities, like, uh, you know, what are you doing? What's your business? And uh, wow. There are stories of him, like, uh, when I was born, like, just shoving, like, cigarettes into the nurse's hand. Like, because you could, you could bribe people with, with cartons of cans in, <laughs> in common service. That was currency. There's a very, very famous story that uh, of him driving down, like speeding somewhere yeah. in Bucharest, and a cop like like sirens on. He pulls over. He reaches in the back. He had a carton of cigarette cartons. He opens the window. He shoves two cartons out the window and just takes off. Wow! <laughs> doesn't even talk to the cop. Cop doesn't follow him. <laughs> he just, it's like he had a doubt to his side. Cigarettes. Guys. It's like prison, you know? Yeah, it's it prison. Is. It the is. whole is, yeah. Seriously. In prison, you get, I don't know. I never been to prison. Richard, no. wait, the, uh, you can buy stuff in prison. Cigarettes. cigarettes. Now I think the market is probably a little bit better because they have internet. Or cigars. Whatever. They upgraded. Cigars. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's always wow. been a currency. Uh, what do they call them uh, in? Uh, 
in world in the war, uh, the, the GIs they called them uh, coffin nails, right. right? So like even they like they knew what the deal was with cigarettes, but they're like, gotta gotta get. Listen, my... let's all agree, guys. Smoking, you look cool smoking. I mean, it's not good for your health. Yeah, but you look so cool smoking. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen? I've seen cool guys, but they look cooler when they smoke. Everybody, something yeah. about like I don't give a fuck about my health. <laughs> We'd never see a cigarette being lit anywhere in movies. Probably we would have annexed them or sorry eliminated them like twenty years ago if it didn't wasn't cool. Yeah, right? it's cool. There's smoke coming out of your mouth like a dragon. <laughs> it's like a it's like a trick. Yeah. It's like I've a heard that before. I don't want to don't quote me on this. I think I saw it from like somebody. Like a dragon. Like a dragon. Seriously, <laughs> smoke coming out of your mouth. Yeah, there's something to it. It's such a such a weird. I think it's just something that also humans really? have been doing forever. The only hole you want smoke coming out of, and you'll cool. I think we both think there's not not another hole. You're like, oh, yeah. no, none of the other holes. Yeah. That was a bad joke, guys. Although, no, no. Just, we're, we just think about stuff too much. There's probably a category on, on Pornhub somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> to satisfy those needs. Hey guys, it's a, you know, it's a Montreal company, right? Uh, Pornhub? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's owned by a, like, the, the company that owns Pornhub is a Montreal company. Not so surprised. Next time you jack off, shop local. <laughs> shop shop local. local, you guys. Okay, That's we're right. representing every time exactly, we're, uh, exactly. we're, we're partaking. You're Makes me feel good. Exactly. Brings a little tear to my eye. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. This is where that stuff would be produced yeah most of the of the people in montreal who work in my field like yeah. working on the digital yeah. side they all work for porn it's crazy most of the people i know in the film field support themselves by editing for manwin or whatever with manwin yeah, yeah that's manwin. the company that owns porn yeah. yeah uh doing editing for them or or wow. or doing something like that yeah it's uh it's it's just like a you know growing industry or whatever it doesn't uh it it doesn't get affected by if anything the worst the times are I think the better porn it's like an alcohol thing. But who so. pays for porn? <laughs> yeah. That's a good Nobody question. Pays for who porn. pays for porn? It's all free porn. So how does Where porn artists right. make money? How, how do they make money? Hooking on the side? Like what's that? We're probably gonna have. Why to. am I asking you guys? By the way, it's as if you knew. <laughs> like no, here no, we no, go this again. Is how here we go porn again. stars make money. I'm not even my father, and I'm still I'm being leveled with the same accusations. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean Except for coke. that's a good that's a good <laughs> question. We should pull in one of these people who uh, we have in common that that works uh, in that field and get a little insider knowledge. Yeah, for sure. Because that's a what is it the the billion dollar industry nobody watches. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Well, said, well yeah. I I know that it started off as a subscription thing. Right? Yeah. So the, yeah. like the first before all the like the porn hubs and stuff came out. Bank buzz, guys, come on, just say it. We <laughs> all watched before, it right? even before, before that. Okay. You'd sign up for like a monthly membership yeah. and stuff, and then the free porn came in and the bottom fell out of that whole that's thing. Crazy. So now it's all ad-based. ironically. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh I met one of the first porn stars online ever cuz she's from Montreal surprise surprise. Oh, yeah, uh, Carol Cox, I think her name is. Mm. Carol Cox, can we pull a picture of Carol Cox? I'm, yeah, I don't know if it's possible. I think she's I like a, I think she's Carol a legend Cox. from that standpoint like she was a pioneer in real name. In, I'm just gonna... uh, I don't know. I met her because her and her husband used to bankroll a lot of the underground wrestling in Montreal, like the like the really? hardcore stuff where they like bashed each other with like uh, lights and tables. Like and a fight club kind of? Uh, it was like... Carol Cox. Yeah. Comment ça va? Is that a recent picture? <laughs> no, she looks a bit... Uh, Are you 40s. in love? Yeah, no, but I mean, she's she's very much like, yeah, she's she, one of the yeah, Upgraded the categories. I think she's in the MILF category now. Yeah. Maybe when you met <laughs> her, she was still... And beyond. Uh, hot and beyond. Yeah, but... Yeah. no, I don't, I don't go there. <laughs> she she was a, like, uh, and she is like a, a pioneer in terms of uh, the business. Like she actually set down some of the rules 
on how to operate the membership stuff from what I understand and uh, is like one of the first entrepreneur porn stars, right? Like when that became a thing in the yeah. 90s where yeah. they were not just talent, they could like own their own brand and shit. So um, I don't know where I was going with this. But the point is that, yeah, it's at some point, based, it's all ad-based, right? I think it's totally normal for three men talking to end up talking about porn. I think it's part of being a man who's just like, and time. porn. My yeah. dad was a pimp, and now porn. <laughs> there, there it is. Every single Every episode. Every single time. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, it's, like, I've, I'm old enough, I feel that I can sort of reckon with everything yeah. that's going on, but I feel horrible for, like, someone coming of age now. Because it's just like uh, if we if we replace porn with cigarettes, right? Yeah, it's yeah. going. It's it's we've gone from like, hey, hey, let's get together six of us under the bleachers and have one cigarette, yeah. and then feel really bad yeah. about it and rebe- rebellious to like, here's a box of Cubans and we're gonna smoke them all in an hour, like that's that's basically what happened. Yeah. What's happened to porn? It's well, just like out of control. I, I think I don't think porn is the problem. Uh, or its accessibility. The way I see it is the internet. I know I might sound like an old yeah. geezer, but You're I think in it's good the company. Oh, oh, cool. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I think it's the internet. The, the thoughts of thinking about sex, I think at a certain age when you're 13, whether it's 2017 or 1985, you know, you are thinking about sex all the time. Every mm-hmm. pair of boobs is it's an explosion in your head. Mm-hmm. Just that now you can get to see it online. But the fact that you think about boobs is normal. Like it's totally right. normal. The testosterone is flowing through your veins. The fact that internet exists where you can find it instantly, I think it's, you should limit our access to the internet. Porn is always going to be there. I don't, I don't think you can ever. I don't. I'm, I don't I'm think we should control vices. <clears throat> I'm certainly not suggesting yeah. that. It's just that I. F- I feel like it's, um, like I guess obviously as a father, I'm thinking yeah. of my my boys, and I'm just like there's it's not just like you can't like incrementally you know you can't like this like i discovered the first magazine it's prolapse anuses now <laughs> like, yeah. yeah think yeah. about it just, out of the gate your, your kids are gonna see prolapse anuses. Yeah. i was like 30 something when i saw my first prolapse anus right. and i was like jesus i'm 38 <laughs> and i've still managed to avoid them you never just by like, mistake nope, some managed to dodge them i've seen some other horrors but okay uh, whenever it gets, whatever it gets into medical territory, I generally like, you know, exit stage left. <laughs> Never been my thing. Don't judge it. I know some people are into but it. But still, you, you're always like, wow, this exists. This is, this is like the first thought that comes in my head. Whenever I see something, we're like, this exists. And yeah. not only somebody thought this would be entertaining. I should put this online. Somebody said like it's this. It's probably in reverse. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the process is in reverse. There's like a very uh, desensitized, jaded group of like, like porn masters that sit in the office somewhere with writers and like with producers and directors and they're like read the list jimmy and then the guy goes like all right we want we have requests for uh insert uh, micro machines in the nose uh that's so last year we need something new. <laughs> right like they literally just have the world's biggest suggestion <laughs> box ever and they probably just read out all this crazy shit and the porn people are like really do we have anyone for that no does anyone know what this is? No. Okay, fine out. We need to get on this. All right. We need a couple of 18-year-old girls, guys. <laughs> like, need, they're so desensitized, no right? Yeah. With open minds. I got a taste of that just working in a video store as a kid, right? Yeah. The first couple of weeks, knowing that unsupervised, I had to tag porn um, tapes and, like, categorize them and put wow. them on the wall. You had to touch. Make, and I would just, like, go through the box. And I was, I, I'd, I'd get to order some. I had to order whatever was oh, in the catalog. beautiful, yeah first couple of weeks i was out of my mind happy right 
and at, at school i was like a legend right the guys were like what's it gonna take and i what i do is i'd sneak a tape i hope my mom's not listening i'd sneak a tape <laughs> off you, the shelf what? what what you said because it was her video store oh okay. uh <laughs> i'd sneak the tape off and then i'd take a blank tape and i'd cut you like i gave you like a super cut right <laughs> and then i the uh, best of come sluts 15 guys yeah i would just like i wouldn't even i would just like but by the end of the first year i was like not indifferent to it but i was kind of tired i was like yeah, 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 and just and then young guys would come in and like, oh my god, man, can you get? It? I'm like, whatever. Well, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> when is the last time you guys jacked off to your imagination? Uh I have to think about that it. It is long. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I, I, uh, I like to test myself. I like to do things like, oh, you know. What? So I took like a couple of months. Okay, no point. Like little, like in the last six months, you just went I on just a wanted cold, my imagination. Cold turkey, and honestly. With my, it's fun. I, f- I forgot that you can imagine, you know, like I, I, I used to have a soak where I said like my, my spur bank was going through a collapse like the American banking systems because of porn. Right. <laughs> like we're all been jacking off to the 1%, all Nikita Cox, whatever the fuck her name is. Like we're all been jacking off to like those 20 people. And we forgot that, no, no, there's so, there's, we live in Montreal. Out there. There's <laughs> so many beautiful women in Montreal that have now <laughs> made sweet, sweet love to me in my mind. <laughs> and you forget that you can do that. Yeah. You can forget, you're like, she is so pretty. Well, don't I'm going to spur with her in my brain tonight when I go to sleep. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is, was kind of my point about the, uh, the, the overabundance so of Jason, it. So, Jason, you have to teach your kids to jack off to their imagination. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to that. Like, come here, kid. Let me tell you about uh, the imagination, <laughs> son. <laughs> Uh, see those boobs close your eyes and think of them this is the easy stuff over here Uh, see her (laughs) like but uh, it's uh, it's a different world and you know at the end of the day the kids will figure it out just like we probably had access to all kinds of shit our parents were like oh my god never could you see in a in an ad on the bus, yeah. such a thing as a woman so scantily clad like like yeah. we were they're just it's just another phase but there is i do mourn a little bit uh, what you just said yeah. the the do kind it, of death of imagination dude just honestly tonight are, are you married uh wife no. girlfriend whatever no okay so you can close your eyes in your own bedroom and yeah let's yeah. pretend I, I never masturbated when i was i was with a woman yes. I, I, I don't know I'm <laughs> let's, let's play so that game <laughs> thanks man. fire and all so fire honestly just try it you too richard okay just give it, guys. Is this why you came here? That guys, guys. I have a guys. Your I parents represent. spoke with me, guys. I think <laughs> they need you guys to go back to it's basics. It's an intervention, guys. <laughs> a People have spoken to me before coming. There's something that you need to know. Uh, <laughs> Best episode of intervention ever. Everyone listening, hit pause. <laughs> exactly. And go guys. to your happy no, no. place. <laughs> guys, close your eyes. <laughs> Inhale, exhale, light up a candle. <laughs> think of Jason. <laughs> You're light as air. Don't You're think of me. You want to inhale? Exhale. Light as air. Light as air, yeah. <laughs> Start with the toes. Work your way up. This is a guided masturbation. <laughs> this is a guided masturbation. We're making fun this of a, it, but you know they probably have... Oh, my God. That, first of all, that there's minimum oh, one show about hilarious. that, yeah. and, and they probably have a bigger audience than we do any day. <laughs> you know there's an app for meditating called Headspace where it's like just a guy guiding you through meditation for 10 minutes okay there should be one for like how to jack off to your imagination mm. guys today we're gonna think of the hot chick at work yeah remember that blouse she was wearing today and those high heels mm. what's interesting what you said <laughs> what's interesting what you said because i remember uh, there was this brief period you just reminded me there was this brief period where 
like downloading videos or yeah. watching any kind of like complex content on the internet was just not a reality, right? Yeah. It was like overnight downloads and things like that. And I remember, I seem to recall there being audio porn. Audio porn? Yeah. They were hmm. just audio files of obviously, it was, I guess it was in the, it was like the equivalent of a sex, phone sex podcast. Remember the commercials? Uh, like on on TV, pick up the phone. Like, yeah, like call that number. Yeah, yeah. Hot chicks are waiting to oh, talk to you. Yeah. I remember I used those. Love those ads because yeah. you had the girls like frolicking, and exactly. the phones were not plugged, but no one cared. <laughs> like, and mommy and daddy were sleeping, and you're yeah. alone. And you're like, all right, let's get this going. Yeah, but it's penis time. I didn't say it's penis time, but that was like, <laughs> it's penis time. It's penis time. <laughs> <laughs> we have the title of a show. It's go. penis time. But uh, oh, yeah, I remember the audio it's stuff. It's penis time, seriously, guys. <laughs> My presence online is going to start with you, it's penis time. You did it to yourself. <laughs> Unless you can come up with a better title for the end of this podcast. <laughs> you can start now. Richard, we'll see what happens. Yeah, use your imagination, America. Go to your special happy place. Guys, go to your special happy place. <laughs> but you know this is not just about porn i think you nailed it earlier about the internet it's, yeah. it's everything i mean i think this is as much of an amazing time for creators as it is uh kind of a really difficult time because if you want to produce any kind of quote-unquote original content yeah. uh even i mean i remember um like i guess in the old days and i mean the old days like 20 years ago you could um like if you want to write an album Right, or you wanted to write some material or whatever, you could maybe a little bit seclude yourself and avoid like listening to yeah. stuff. So, as for fear of it, uh, you know, seeping into your work. Yeah. But now it's a considerably more difficult thing. Everyone's rehashing, remixing, everything the is subjects a reference. are always going to be the same. The way I see it, like whatever is on people's minds is always going to be the same. The, the way I see it right now is that I'm still young. I consider myself still young as a comedian. I, one of the most important things for me. For me is to be original like for me is to have a joke like, even though i make jokes about subjects that everybody has approached before for me like for my it's your perspective for, for, for me not to hate i don't because i don't believe in self-love i believe in self-hate control this is how i'm allowed. self-hate control self-hate control you have to explain that so you know i don't think you should love yourself i think people who love themselves you're like why there's nothing to love it's a waste you, of the time you just spent 15 minutes trying to convince us of the opposite <laughs> jacking up is completely different it's purely it's a physical move <laughs> he's got you there guys in hell, in or maybe in hey, order to jack off out of hate man i don't know if you've ever done oh, it like yeah, oh i hate true. myself right now <laughs> but anyways, true. what i'm trying to say is like it's i don't if, if i ever find, catch myself doing a joke that sounded like somebody else's joke i don't like it i don't like right. myself when i do this so i try to always avoid this and it's hard that's why Giver. Sorry? You're a giver. I okay, I don't know what that means. No, I yeah. mean I mean like uh, I I mean this kind of jokingly but seriously as well. I think cuz I've thought about this idea of why does it annoy me so much if I have even an, the uh, an, a feeling that I might have said this before yeah. or this might yeah. be someone else's shit is because you feel like you cheated the person of yeah. the experience. Yeah. Whether yeah. this is real or not, right? And so you're saying that this kind of uh, self-loathing system. Yeah, that's what happens when you have Jewish best friends, guys. You, you, you learn how to hate yourself efficiently. <laughs> they have You've turned well. They You've have turned well. that into an art, haven't yeah. they? <laughs> they have. They're the funniest people around. They're pretty they're funny. Yeah. My friends, listen, I hang out with comics now. My friends who are not comics, they're all like PhDs and fucking they run businesses and shit. They can, if, if they learn how to just be on stage, they're a million times. They, they'd crush everything. They, they would fucking crush. They yeah. would crush. Just all that self-hatred that pushed them to become great at what they do. Oh, yeah, man. If stories they put it into stories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If they put it into comedy, they could be great. 
Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the the, the thing is that um, uh, they they're sitting on stories because, I mean, that's what comedians do in a way. They seize those moments yeah. Yeah. that everyone can relate to. But the ability to be funny and the, I think the ability to be on stage and work a room are two separate things, yeah. right? So you can be super funny, but you just don't have that skill set to be able to speak yeah. that language. It's ah, practice. Yeah, yeah. Never it's, thought about it that way. Yeah. There's a there's a good book called The Art of Learning. I don't know if you guys it's by heard uh, of it. Josh Waitzkin. He's a he used to be like a chess prodigy. He was a chess master at very younger age, very young age. He's a you know searching for Bobby Fischer. Yeah, I was movie. Say like a Bobby and Fischer it's thing. about him. It's about him okay. as, a, as a child. And then he became like a champion in a martial art. I think it was like push hands kung fu or something. And then he started doing jujitsu and he became a black belt. And he wrote this book about the art of learning. Like his his strength was how to learn something efficiently. Hmm. And he was saying that to be good at whatever, like the greatest in any discipline, they have two things that they balance well. Uh, talent, which is like being in the moment, being able to capture, and technique. And I think you can't be funny, but being on stage is like a technique that right. I that you have to work on. Because it's, well, you've done it. It's Richard, have you ever been on stage? No. No, it's, it's, it's all technique. Like you could, the more you watch comedy, the more you try to analyze comedy, the more you see like, oh, there's methods that you can use. There's a lot right. of technique. And I think the more you go on stage, the better you get. Well, to be fair, Richard has done a lot of presentations, which, I mean, the goal wasn't comedy, but it was still to to deliver a certain message. I'm not judging, by the way. Yeah. If I'm not saying like, oh, we do, do. No, I'm not, it's not, don't take no, it as no. a... Oh, oh, Richard, if, Richard is the fucking is funny. funniest guy I know. He's fucking hilarious, but he just doesn't oh, know He's it. blushing. I'm just his manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. All right. I used to want to be people's manager too, <laughs> but see, he's blushing. But the point is can that friends be managers. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Uh, yes, they can. Okay. Um, I mean, I think so. Well, you trust him blindly. Yeah, and he knows I don't check the numbers, so it kind of would work <laughs> yeah. out if I ever make it. He would work out perfectly. Oh, that'd be, that'd be no do, you guys have, do you guys have any sponsors, or is it? Do you want to corrupt the art by having We're money uh, delve into this, or sponsored by Sapporo? Yeah. Oh, well, no. thank you, Sapporo. <laughs> but we're not for now. In it, two hours, I might hate you for all that. <laughs> I think that's another sort of outdated idea, this idea of like uh, sponsorship, uh, uh, you know, killing creativity and stuff. I yeah. think we're beyond that now. There was a time because the, the reins were held very tightly yeah. and like it was bottleneck everywhere. But now with internet, podcasts and stuff like that, I think that's a much more about like fin- just financing not not doing art as a loss okay which has yeah. always been an insanity that's been in our society like great people have always had to like whore themselves out in one way or another to get their work out there uh, a great a great section of our entire history in terms of art is the result of people whoring out to patrons and stuff like that but i think that's one thing the internet has changed in the big yeah. way anyway i don't want to go too much off on that i want to come back to this point of the self-loathing technique <laughs> yeah right so you just you just found that tapping that is like it's like a, your wellspring like that's well material just comes out of that it's uh, i'm a very lazy guy kicking yourself you, you guys are creative you know how like being lazy is a it's biggest. an art <laughs> it's an art yeah it's how art. to w- guys i didn't do shit today before coming here i'm not gonna lie to you. i'm like i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna write i'm gonna go to jujitsu i'm gonna kick some ass i'm gonna meditate then i'm gonna come here i didn't do any of but that but you did it with style well well i don't think so that's 
That's I, what, basically I had Indian food yesterday, so I spent the day today in the washroom. Sorry, audience members. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, they're like, all right, that's well, you never happened. I came here. That's all I did. You made it here, then. That's yeah, yeah. Really that, thank you for welcoming me. And penis time. We can't forget about penis time. <laughs> it's penis time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's but a natural place to break. I. Uh, oh, you want to take a break? Not necessarily. Oh. Okay. oh did um, you, did you want to? I'm sorry. Then you no, didn't finish I didn't. your thought. No, I, I don't feel. No, like I totally asked you a question and then cut you off. So, so the way I see it is that I try to. Have a certain do certain number of things per day. It's just so at the end of the day, you just don't eat your emotions, you know, or you okay. just because you try to figure. I try to figure out uh, what things I need because I'm 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 a new artist. I can't say myself. I wasn't an. I was I used to be an engineer right. before like becoming a comedian. Let's say you did not engage in it. Uh, yeah. Until very recently. Until very recently. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I didn't tap into that part of right. my brain, like that child brain who wants to express himself until uh-huh. very recently, professionally, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, how? Can I optimize this? Because I have, a, I still have the brain of an engineer. I was that for like ten years of my life, or something. God, you're such a stereotype. I know an Arab engineer. <laughs> there's one living who here. Disappoints his parents. You're an engineer? No, there's someone else living here. That oh, that, that that is a uh, Sylvie who's yeah. been on the show. Oh, you're. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, well, we're the smartest guys. Yes. Yeah. Just have to accept. Yes, it. I also <laughs> just confirmed we're not a gay couple, which is really great. <laughs> That's right. Because that could be confusing. Guys, they just kiss. I'm just letting you know, guys. They're, they're holding hands under the table. <laughs> With guys. all they're this pictures of Egypt on the wall. Yeah, they keep cheers. feeding me beers, Monkey and they're thing. playing footsie, guys. I this, don't know what's happening. This is a very, very well-decorated place, too. <laughs> Jason so is totally giving me a back massage. Bag. I'm just going to point it out. <laughs> no. <okay. laughs> they probably think that we pay Sylvie to come in to, like, to like shed all rumors. Like, she's like a plant. <laughs> she's a decoy in order to... beard? Is that they call it? beard? The beard? Yeah. What's that? That's like a, a woman who is there to to like to shed the to oh, like yeah, break yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. really yeah I didn't know there was a name for that I think that's the term they use in the 30s though it's like <laughs> in Jason's <laughs> defense yeah like yeah. man I need my beer today honey ah, see, see. <laughs> okay so, so uh, you okay so we used chicken hawk last week chicken hawk yeah <laughs> we're bringing back <laughs> all the expressions all the old terms ah so uh, once you started engaging in this kind of thinking. You're saying like you're kind of a lazy person, but where, where did you so want to say So what that? I do is that I try to, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm weird. I, okay. So what I have is like, if you look at my fridge, I have a, I have a paper, a papier quadrillé, like a paper with graph, boxes. Graph paper. Yeah, yeah. graph paper. Because that's what I use for you know, my life. For yeah. 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 And I have like a list of things I need to do per day. And I try to score like a 10 points per day. So writing, performing, uh, going to jujitsu, working out, reading, whatever. It's another great idea for a nap. That's, great. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. So that's I have it on my fridge, and it's I use a red pen, and now it's very white. Like the paper is white because I have not been doing my homework, and I could feel the ugh, the, the burning, yeah, <laughs> the Jewish mom inside me. Like why you quit your job for this? You're a disappointment. <laughs> that's the thing, by the way. Arabs and Jews have in common. It's the overbearing mom. Yeah. Mm. I, th- I think well, Jews should. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the overly disappointed mom. No? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that uh, I think religion. I think that's a cross-cultural thing. It just comes in different in different permutations. I mean, just when you finish talking about how Arabs kick the shit out of their kids, right? <laughs> of course. You talk to an Irishman, and then that couldn't be further from us, right? And then you talk to a guy from the Caribbean. He's like, "Oh, pff, I got stuff. Well, it's nothing." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, I think it's just white people who don't beat their kids. That's, I I disagree. Oh yeah, I disagree. I oh. disagree with that totally. I knew plenty of white kids that got their asses really? kicked. Really? Yeah, and if any, but in a loving way, like us, or mm. like I don't consider my like, I used to get my ass kicked, but I don't consider my parents to be abusive. It was just like yeah, yeah but it depends what white. Like if it was Russian, yeah, you you bet your ass they they got some fucking some okay, of that yeah, Soviet yeah, love true. at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have a feeling like in North American white, uh-huh. if you beat your kids. 
it's assumed that you're a bad parent. Well, I mean, it's culturally, I think, yeah. just phased out, right? But it was... Can we bring it back? I think there's a couple that I honestly... <laughs> you know, but I'm saying, like, right up until the 70s, 80s, it was perfectly perfect. Like, they didn't have seat belts, bro. <laughs> People just, like, when your dad took off with that boat of a car, you just bounced yeah, off the walls, time, like, yeah. just fucking smashing into the back window. Uh, <laughs> I used to sleep, you know, behind the... Like yeah, the we all did that. Back. Yeah. I used, in the back. I used to fit in there. Yeah, Me and my fat ass, yeah. five two, two hundred pounds, <laughs> sitting in the back. But yeah, so just to just to like like tail end is like yeah. curtail this. No, no, bookend. That's the word I was looking for. Just to bookend this, um, you developed a system, yeah, yeah. for productivity, yeah, for and pro- it works. Uh, the way I see it is that how can I judge productivity? I read a great book. Of course, you must you must know the uh, the War of Art. Yes, by Stephen Pressfield. Yes, well known. It's my fucking Bible, man. Honestly, I, I read it. It's it's the book that made me like quit my job and concentrate on my art. Really? Honestly, it's so beautifully written. Huh. Highly recommend it to anybody. Paying I gotta attention. read it now. I know of it because everyone I know has read it, but yeah. I'm a bad. I, I'm I got bad the audiobook. I got the audiobook, oh, and uh, when I wanted to think, like I used to listen to it, like just smoke a little bit, just smoke up. If you know what I'm saying, guys. A little, mm. little baseline. Because you do you partake in the magic of marijuana? The I yeah. uh, I can neither confirm nor or deny. deny. <laughs> hey, dude, the first time I smoked weed, I was thirty. Wow. 30. That's right. I was a nerd. Again, <laughs> very stereotypically a Lebanese. Yeah. <laughs> I did my research before taking my first. Like I read scientific articles about mm-hmm. the effect on my brain. Anyways, so what I do is that I listen to Stephen. Like I go for long Lord walks, Art. like an hour walk. Mm-hmm. Just listen to. It reinforces. It forces you to go back to your original plan. And I try not to. I try to. It's very hard. But I try not to base my success on success. I try to base my uh, my oh, sorry, no, I try to base my content of life not on my success. Like if something went well, I don't say I should be happy because something went well. I try to say uh, it went well because I worked hard. So I tried. I'm trying hard to like you know Pavlovian method or like to associate. Train yourself out of stupid old notions yeah, that yeah. lead to misery. Yeah, I, I fail miserably every day, but I think the goal is to try. Definitely, hundred percent agree. So is that my phone? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we're professionals. Um, it's all good. I don't even know where my phone is. So that's a really good. That's a, that, no. I think that's a very sober approach to life. Is yeah. um, also as much as the mis- undoing these like notions of misery and and you just got to take it and settle for what life gives you yeah. and, and lemons and all this other stuff. We also kind of have to question these fluffy notions of happiness that we're supposed to be striving for. And I think it's when you're in your thirties. Particularly in the second for, half. For me, for me, it was once the first time I got on stage. Honestly, the first time I got on stage, I'm like, holy shit! I I, I bond. I, I still bond. I'm yeah. not let you guys. I'm not. But the first time I got on stage, I'm like, holy shit! But Whatever choke, I did though. to my friends, sorry, you didn't choke. No, no, I, I did my I did my I did my five minutes. And okay. I, you know, a few people laughed at the works. Uh, the nest. The nest. At oh, the nest wow. when it was still at the old configuration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember. It was like, very weird. Yeah. No, I, I, I love them both, actually. Okay. The, the, the new configuration, I find it harder because really? you got to work a whole 360. While the uh, old configuration, yeah. it was narrower. So you were more working concentrated. with a, maybe 270 instead of working. Uh, sorry, not 360, 180. Instead 180, of one, yeah. working with a 180, so you have to have the whole audience sitting at 180. I agree. Closer, you had maybe like... I don't know, 100 degrees where you could work on. You could focus your like uh, dragon breath. on. I could focus my dragon breath, exactly. But it was a bit more sterile and cold, no? Uh, Like without the drapes and stuff? I was so stressed. So stressed. So I didn't think of like, ooh, this is sterile. If I bombed, (laughs) it had nothing to do with the room. But the first time I got on stage, it was like, this is fun. This is why I quit my job as an engineer. Well, Sylvie might tell you if she's also an engineer. There's a, you have to be... It's a, it's a very important job. Like I, I know, 
you, you can't make a mistake because it's like part of your identity, part of your who you are is that, okay, as an engineer, I got to do my best to always produce quality stuff because people could die. Uh, stuff can break in millions. Yeah, there's no margin. Lost. There's no... Mm-hmm. So it's uh, integrity is a big part of your job as an engineer. Like you have to be really present. You have to be really focused at your work because if you fuck up, bad things can happen. Right. You know? And there's pride in what you do as an engineer usually because everybody's always impressed by the fact that you're an engineer. I, I would say why. the same thing about... Uh, well, not in Quebec. <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say the same thing about comedy, everything you just said, but you're just not held to that as much or at all. If anything, yeah. most people don't even know what it is that you're doing up there. They just know either it's funny or that they hate it. I don't even know it. what the fuck I'm doing up there. <laughs> but it, you kind of, by the sound of it, you're, you've, even though you've changed directions in life, you're bringing that same work ethic to it. Like you, you respect it. Uh, I, I, of course. No, no. I, I respect it because for the first time, because it's the, the way I see it, you know, becoming an artist, because I'm trying to learn what is an artist. Like what is art? Like mm. that's the, the, my, my engineering brain. You're like, okay. You decided to give up. Okay, well, you know enge- what engineering is. You've learned it. What is art? What is art? It's mm-hmm. a very hard question to answer. Like, why? And you read, like, there's a lot of people who being philosophical about what is art. Why, are, why do artists penis do penis time with a brush. Penis time. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I'm not, I'm not even joking. It is penis time. That's what art is. It's just that you share it with other people whenever you come across something that, you know, and sometimes people connect with it. Sometimes people don't. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's being able to watch as much TV, movies, mu- and listen to as much music until your face falls off. Yeah. But for some odd reason, you're obsessed with the idea of creating more of the stuff. I think I, that's what art the is. The way I see it is that I'm, I'm obsessed with... How can I say this? I'm obsessed with having something... Just it's like making a perfect circle. You start with a point, and you take you you take your audience, take the people who decided to listen to you, take them to places in your story, and then without them knowing, you bring them to somewhere that will elicit laughter. It's and just perfecting that uh, that road, having it perfectly flow from one line to the other, and then ending with something they did not expect is gonna finish mm-hmm. there. It's it's beautiful. It's like magic. It's like you're a, you're a magician on stage, and you're trying to like I'll give you this, I'll give you that, I'll give you this, I'll give you that. And then, bam, I'll drop the last card. And you're like, <laughs> is this your card? Exa- is this your card? Honestly? <laughs> yeah. Is this your you, card? You've brought up that comparison before, the magic. It's that very much. We've talked about this concept before. and yeah, It is magic. Honestly, is that, what, magic. Is that the payoff for you? I, I Seeing like, the uh, look, like, like hearing the laughter. I mean, that Hearing makes... the laughter is amazing. Honestly, like making people laugh is amazing. I'm still learning how to be the goofball I am on stage. Because you still... You know, it's it's a twenty for me. It's a twenty-five year process. Like I'll I'll say that I'm a comedian in twenty-five years. Once, once, like if seriously. So for me, it's did did this thought work? Did did I present this thought in a beautiful way that they get it? Like they 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 get it. They they want to hear more about it, and they did not expect the punchline. So it's for me, it's that process of creating, presenting. So as I said, like oh yeah, we were talking about the art of learning. Mm -hmm. So it's. You know the talent and being present, being focused, plus a technique. So it's balancing both these things to produce a laughter. And I think this is what I—I I, I don't know why I'm doing it. I just what a could structured not see approach. Myself. What a structured approach. I have to, man. That's the, how my it's, brain works. I gotta respect yeah, my brain. The yeah. engineer of comedy. Yeah. <laughs>
That's that's what they should call you as, right? Mm-hmm. That should be it's your penis time. <laughs> <laughs> it's penis time with everyone's favorite engineer of comedy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't say I'm an engineer anymore because I used to wear my you know the engineers we used to, we wear a ring. Yes, of course. Uh, I stopped wearing it. You've I took it all off about the ring because people uh, people judge you differently, and I didn't like that. I didn't people like oh oh he's a, he's an engineer, right. a doctor. Yeah. Oh my, exactly yeah. and like you know what nope well, I'm, a, I'm a human being I'm a stupid human being and do not judge me based on uh, my well, jewelry my bling bling the, the, the ring is a symbol of humility you see I don't I don't see it that way we're supposed to be anyway it's supposed to be but humility you don't show that right. you're, you're, you're humble right. you're humble inside you know you don't show that you're humble I think they wear it for sex appeal honestly because have you ever seen like a sexy charming engineer I never met one Let's be honest. I don't know I, enough I of know them. One. Yeah? yeah, they're That's very true. rare. She lives here. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, oh. <laughs> brownie Point, points. Richard, set. <laughs> Love you, baby. Uh, that's an excellent Close point. Close your eyes. But I gotta be. <laughs> you should make her now, just for her. Yeah, exactly. I gotta be hundred percent honest. Uh, sexy engineer is yeah. not. You know, a job isn't sexy when it's not like a trope in a strip club. Right? Yeah. Or like, and now, <laughs> Dexter, <laughs> the engineer. It just said that right. we make good money and we make good good husbands. I think they, I think men like in men, like uh, engineers, male engineers, they wear it for sex appeal. They say yeah. like, hey, the bills will be paid. Six figures, baby. That's what the ring say in my right. opinion. <laughs> Prestige, respect, Prestige, exactly. And I don't erectile want, dysfunction. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to send respect. I don't want to send uh, like prestige. I don't. You don't want to like. No, I'm. You want to earn it. You want to yeah. earn. You want to earn your respect from comedy. Yeah. Not from. Ooh, he's an engineer. I'm. I, I'm sorry to tell you. If we both. I mean, most of you, because you're 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 fully in. Uh, you you picked possibly the worst place to get respect. <laughs> it's the last place you're gonna no get respect. respect. No respect at all. You might get some love, but respect. Uh, well, maybe from the other comedians. Possibly. I don't know. It's. I try not to think about those useless things like all right just am i doing the work am i writing am i performing yeah. am i putting on a good show the artisanal comedy respect. hour every other tuesday at eight o'clock <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> definitely get into that perfect right, let's take a break and then you want to take a break yeah i want to take right, a little break let's take a little break just a fiver and uh, uh we'll talk about stuff i want to talk about cool the, uh, i want to give you of the podcast you gotta you gotta hit the your moment the, yeah. the mic goes off all the cool ideas all the cool ideas appear. come out yeah so we're back now yeah right. we're good okay so you go to egypt you find this like no no that uh egypt i went oh, this to, is turkey this is turkey yeah that you was go, another trip okay it was another shisha base so you trip. go to turkey yeah. and you, yeah. like you're you're going to look for uh like uh, mr miyagi of, yeah exactly of shishas. Elmas, which means diamond in, uh, in arabic mm-hmm. i guess the same thing in turkish and i buy it man an elmas shisha i have it at my home my pride and joy. It was a beautiful. It's made of like heavy copper or something. It's fucking heavy. It's like a ten pound shisha. It's beautiful. <laughs> Jesus, I have thirteen of them. <laughs> I have thirteen shishas at home. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a passion. I think it's an obsession. <laughs> it's more than a passion. Yeah, I, I tend to obsess about things and like I I used to read up about it. I used to how to perfectly how, manage. Where did it like? I mean, without going too far on this, like, what is the origin of this contraption? Uh, it was a Turkish thing, I think, back in the heyday, like okay. a few hundred years ago. This is how people spoke opium and just raw leaf tobacco. And with time, they started adding flavors. And the idea was that the water, like uh, this, this smooth yeah. made it smoother. It made it smoother. The water kind of filters, blah blah blah. It's a little shitty for your health. There's no doubt about it. But Arabs just need an excuse to talk. 
So if you can, exactly, <laughs> seriously. So if Arabs, Middle Eastern people, they're like, what can we do and talk at the same time? Or let's drink super sweet tea. So we're high on caffeine and sugar. Or hardcore Turkish coffee. Or hardcore Turkish coffee. Mm-hmm. And let's have, uh, you know, tobacco with it. You're going to talk. You're it's funny. Because it's, it's the most, so- shisha is the most social form of, I find it's, it's a more social form of vice than alcohol. Because alcohol, at the end of the night, There's if everybody's drunk, you're like, no, nobody's. But, you know, you smoke shisha, you could smoke for an hour or two. I mean, you will die of get cancer. Get a little raw. Yeah. You get a little, you, it's still, the more you talk, the nicotine is kicking in your head, so you're excited, but at the same time, you're mellow. So it's a, it's a, I find it's a very uh, communal, I would say, yeah. Like a it, very it, social it, type of vice. It's yeah. conducive to socialization, yeah. And it tastes good. But it's I mean, so uh, Arabs, particularly what I know of Egyptians, is that um, the coffee shop, Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why it is such a, like, uh, incubator for conversation and socializing is because um, for a long time people who lack the education to read and stuff like that they would go there to get yeah. the news yeah right and there'd be like that one literate guy that would come and get the newspaper yeah. and it's read it out to everybody and then you and Arabs love to complain so you, you give them a news like oh that fucking dictator yeah <laughs> like no no he's a good dictator so it's basically it's, <laughs> they, they, you give them a reason to complain about something and to voice their opinion we're very like Middle Eastern an, are very opinionated people it's another opinionated. permutation of like a McDonald's here huh? with yeah. the Journal de Montréal and yeah. the, the retired people yeah. Yeah. sitting there or Tim Hortons and Jean Talon yeah. ça se peut-tu right yeah. like qu'est-ce qui se passe c'est ridicule c'est ridicule yeah yeah my uh, I have a brother who lives in Gatineau by choice <laughs> So uh, 2016 was a good year for me. My brother had a baby, and uh, thank you, I'm an uncle. And I was watching TV with my nephew, and boobs appear on the TV. <laughs> my brother, he's in the military. He's very stern. He's like, Amr, change the channel. I'm like, bro, he's one year old. <laughs> he still thinks boobs are part of a healthy breakfast. <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> so as far as he's concerned, we're watching the Food Network right now. I discovered a weird trip. Like I'm not a, I've never been a trip guy. I've never been a psychedelics guy. Yeah. I didn't do drugs in school at all, etc. But I discovered an accidental trip that this week I realized Ooh. what was going on. So this is accidentally because of my kids. Uh, what'll happen is I'll sometimes have to wake up fuck you early, which is often. Yeah. But adults. sometimes I just wake up early and. I might not have to work right after. Yeah. So like wake up, square them away, get them to breakfast, get them dressed, get them out the door. Maybe their mom's bringing them there, whatever. Uh, Get all that together. And then sometimes I'm like, wait, I still have like two, three hours before I have to get out of here. So, but in order to be able to square the kids away, I quickly down two, three cups of coffee. But then like they're gone. I'm there in my PJs. I'm like, oh shit, I I think I can jump back in here for like an hour. And then so I just hop back into bed or I pa- pass yeah. on the couch for like 45 and I have crazy vivid dreams. Your brain is on fire. Yeah. Right. And for the longest time I was like, oh, it's probably because I don't fully enter REM or blah, blah, blah. But I realized it's the coffee, right? Because yeah. my body goes to sleep, but my brain is like started up, booted up. And so whatever is going on in the back of my subconscious, and it started to become like a, like I don't do it on purpose now, but I almost do. They're fun. You should write like this. You should just keep a notepad next to your bed. It's fucking whatever stupid idea. Wild shit happens yeah. in my head when I, when I have this little weird nap, nap after waking up in the morning. And I used to know people who would get up, have full breakfast, coffee, and then go back to sleep. And I was like, what the fuck is this all about? And I realized that maybe that's something 
to that. Maybe that's the. Or maybe they don't have a job. You don't know. <laughs> you know, they're like, ah, I give yeah, up. Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna pretend I have a morning yeah, routine. Exactly. I'm gonna pretend. And I'm just gonna just roll back right where I came from. <laughs> there, I ten points <laughs> on my graph paper. Penis <laughs> time. Penis time, baby. <laughs> so oh, you God. mentioned. Uh, I wanted to, to yeah. not forget this. You mentioned jujitsu. Jujitsu, yeah. rather. Yeah. Uh, what's that all about? Oh, you- I started not too long ago. Actually, it's. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to categorize now that I'm, you know, the way I, I see my life as a, uh, okay, I run my own a business. project. <laughs> exactly, as a project. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I need to concentrate on a few things. I, I used to do uh, Taekwondo. I was shitty, guys. I'm not trying to impress anybody. And I did it for like a couple of years, but I, I honestly bruised three ribs during my Taekwondo days, just getting my ass kicked. Like doing just training or do, uh, did you do point point system? Tra- it, it was or? ITF, which I think is called ITF, which is the point system. But still, you, you get a kick in the ribs. And yeah. yeah. Like, oh, well, Rogan talks about it, and people with Rogan yeah. talk about how lethal his fucking spin kick is or yeah. whatever. He can like yeah, I saw it actually. It is, it is very good. So I, I stopped doing it, and I was like, I stopped doing it when I was like, like, oh my god, what I want to do with my life? Should I continue engineering and just, or should I do comedy? So I just. I paused everything in my life and I put everything on the backside. Girlfriends, uh, body, of course. <laughs> uh, you know, like girlfriends, like anything, everything was put on yeah, the back burner. You went on a pilgrimage. Exactly. I, I took a year sabbatical just to decide what the fuck I want to do with my life. And uh, now that I'm like, all right, you know what? I have to go back to taking care of this hot, sexy body of mine. But uh, someone has to. That's, that's a joke, guys. That's a joke. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, you know that's what? It's a hard job. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck it. I'll try jujitsu. You know, it's. I, I tried it without even seeing like a. I don't watch a lot of MMA. Okay. So it was, was Brazilian Jiu Jitsu yeah. that you tried? Okay. Yeah, at uh, TriStar. Uh huh. I'm getting my ass kicked, guys. It's. Oh my God. I think it's called rolling. Rolling? Yeah. It's, it's hilarious how bad I am. It's well, I mean. So bad. I'm so That's where GSP was yeah. uh, training, right? Yeah. I'm so bad. <laughs> you're it's bad in what way? Like you don't understand what to do? Or uh, they're just very good. They're very, very good at the school. Like. Uh, the teacher is amazing. Everybody who trains there seems to know what the fuck he's doing. What is it? Very close to Manwin, by the way. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's good to know, maybe. <laughs> and where they also Two have places where they, you know, have each other. Where they roll, but differently. <laughs> so what yeah. what is the anatomy of, like, your your a- average jujitsu class? Like, how does it, how does it work? Okay, well, we you start with uh, light rolling, okay. which is, like, just to get the body heated up a little. And then there's a class where you learn a move, when you practice the move, and then you roll. So the first two parts I have no problems with because it's, it's like, a well, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how I learn. That's my, my challenge. Like, you know, how do I learn this? Like, wh- when I'm watching my teacher showing me a move, should I put myself in his shoes, like with his eyes, what he's seeing and try to repeat this? Or should I absorb it as an observer, it's like watching a movie and try to reproduce it myself? So I still haven't yet figured out how to learn it, like how to learn that art. Should I concentrate on details? Should I concentrate like how he moved his hand or should I concentrate on everything? So I'm, I'm still like a child trying to understand what the fuck I'm happening. And then you roll. And for me, for now, it's just like fight or flight. Like, all right, you're going to kick my ass, but I'm going to make it hard for you. That's, okay. my, that's, my, that's my life <laughs> theory right now. I'm going to make this. I'm going to, yeah. you're going to pay for this dearly. Exactly. Like you're going to kick you my will ass. Win. <laughs> you will sweat. So that's, that's the only thing I'm going to, you will sweat. Is it all grappling? Uh, well, as I said, like the third part is mainly grappling. Yeah. Okay. So we I'm, call it trolling. Because I don't know anything it's about super fun. Jiu-jitsu. It's one of the best decisions I ever took in my life. Really? Decided to. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as I said, like, so right now I'm running my life like a, like a business. I'm like, all right. I, my goal is to create. Well, it's comedy. So if this is like in the first tier of things I have to do in life, 
everything that I have to do should feed this this thing, right? So I'm like, all right, I have to take care of my health. Should it should it be in the second tier or the third tier? Right now it was in this naturally went to the third tier because I never really gave a shit about my health. But I seeing that by putting it in the third tier, not making it a priority, it's affecting my creativity. It, it's affecting my you know stage presence and whatever the fuck they call it. You're still very much uh, f- uh, lo- uh, doing this for the engineering. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if outlook. it's a good idea. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, see no, in ten years. I think I'm you're being true to yourself. Sucking dick to fucking pay my rent. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we want a full progress. The trick to sucking yeah. dick for your rent, you see, <laughs> is you should put me in touch with that Nikita cop. Maybe she can hook me up. <laughs> I look at I look at the penis and I re- and I think to myself, should I be doing this? Should I be sucking it the way <laughs> exactly that my what teacher is doing? What is the most efficient it? way? <laughs> well, if anything, what I focus on the details. My my again, it's art. And uh, sorry, it's um, talent and technique when it comes to sucking dick, guys. It goes go back to talent and technique. <laughs> and everything How much do you really want it, guys? Exactly. Do you want it? How much do you want it? Um, my only, my only exposure to Brazilian martial arts was capoeira for a few yeah. years uh, when I was a bit younger. It, I don't know if this applies to jiu-jitsu, but Brazilians do seem to have kind of um, what what seems to differentiate them for me in terms of like comparing them to like Asian martial arts. Is there seems to be a much bigger emphasis on personality? I don't know. I wouldn't be able to. Uh, I, I don't know enough to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I can just give an opinion as a beginner in all these things. Uh, the one thing I can say is that in all the martial arts that I did, like now in TriStar, which is an actual gym that I go, they're so friendly. Friendly. Well, it has to be a camaraderie. Too. Oh, it's it's beautiful. Honestly, I'm like, man, this is what friendship between men should be. Right. Everywhere. Like it's beautiful. And you're not even killing anything together, which is exactly. Which and is but it's but step it's, in the right direction. <laughs> it, it's unnaturally beautiful mm-hmm. the way I see. It. Like you know, like I find that today in today's society, people don't have friends like maybe they used to back in the days. I don't know how the fuck they did it back in the days, but I just feel that back in the days they were there was nothing to do. There were stronger friendships, you know. Yeah. And I see this camaraderie and friendships in in that gym. It's like man, people should know that this exists where you could really go on the mat and just empty your energy and just be good friends. Like the guy is choking you, but you're telling him how to choke you better. Like, no, 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 this is not how you, like, yeah, this is how you do it. Like you, <laughs> you're teaching him how to fucking kick your ass better, because, but you do it out of respect for him and for the art. And I'm like, man, this is beautiful. It's seriously, seriously, friendliest people. I mean, well, I mean they're all killers. Of, they can all kick my ass. Short they're of like friendly. fucking someone, yeah. I, can, I can't think of a more intimate way of communication between two people. Like really, like at that point where you're like on the ground yeah. And you're pulling like submissions on each other and doing all this stuff like that's as as close as two people get in a platonic way to communicate. Yeah, like your uh, your your like strength, body, like that's a pure like it's communion. Yeah, it's, it's almost religious. In a, in it, it, I, it is very close. Like you have to be seriously comfortable having somebody jump on you and just choke you from behind. There has to be trust. Make you feel like a little bitch, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not gonna it's lie like to being you. taken they make in blush. prison every exactly. day. <laughs> I, I have a joke about this. right? I, I won't do it here, but I have a joke about how I feel when I'm wrestling with a huge Turkish guy. Seriously. <laughs> Does he have to be Turkish? Yes, he has to be. Because he is. Because <laughs> it's more terrifying. They're huge. They're but he's also terrifying. Super friendly. Among the front, uh, This is the thing that like a place where technically violence should exist because you're trying to kill each other. So much camaraderie, so much friendships. If yeah, I'm interested in giving it a shot, and and there's a couple of reasons. Highly recommended. The jiu-jitsu is one of those martial arts where, unlike let's say taekwondo, yeah. where you can actually go full force and not hurt each other. Yeah, that that's kind of cool. Yeah, in taekwondo, as I said, like I was not good neither. I just people who were able to, you you could grow without really hurting yourself. Just I was not good. I'm I'm just 
I like to try to. I, I like to consider myself a yellow belt in everything in life. This is. <laughs> I live my life just being average in a lot of things, and I hope comedy is the thing that I can become a black belt in. And like you know, right. right. But it's. Uh, but a, a lot of the striking yeah. martial arts, yeah. like you can't yeah. really fully test yourself because you're gonna hurt somebody. Unless you go in a competition where you, the goal is to hurt the other guy. Right. Yeah. But that's, that's a good point. Like yeah. in the in the sparring, you can kind of go all out, like well, wrestling a little bit. I, I think in jujitsu you can hurt yourself because you you're basically attacking the weak points in the in the human of body course, which are yeah. the joints yeah and uh you see some some classes just people just watching because so they look normal they don't have a cast or anything but they can't they're ruined wrestle yeah. because no but it's like oh they pull the joint or whatever the whatever the time like up, yeah. something fucked up and they just they right, can't roll talks about it all the time yeah. he's had like his knees been replaced and cadaver yeah. uh ACL i won't compare myself to rogan i just want to <laughs> point it out <laughs> but yeah yeah it yeah. takes a toll and the other thing and i've done a bunch of martial arts as well is that there's a douche factor <laughs> with different see, i don't see arts. it i don't see it maybe maybe back then jujitsu i think yeah. is the lowest of douche factor of of all of the martial arts i don't know man i don't know if i can agree with you because i find that to become now that i'm trying to be great at something to become great at something you need to be humble so there's i right. think the douchebaggery right. he's, he's is actually, meant as a joke i, I think he's ma- he's making the same point yeah i okay. think what he's saying is like as, as opposed to like Muay Thai guys yeah. or boxing guys. No, no, I still I don't see it. You don't I, see cause it because it's a it's a multidisciplinary school. Like mm-hmm. there's Muay Thai, there's mm-hmm. boxing, there's wrestling, there's whatever, and uh, everybody seems like there's psychopaths. Like on this, they can they walk in occasionally. Yeah, they, it attracts, but, but still, the idea of it attracts yeah. them. Sure, but the it's such a difficult thing to get good at. They that, shed away. That I I I honestly think when I see because there's the bro mentality. I can I I see it, but I think it's always meant. With a with a wink, you know, like, all right, I'm gonna act like a bro, but I don't really mean it, cause mm. I'm a student of the art form. You can't be a student, try to always be good at something, and be like, I know everything, cause no, cause you're gonna get your ass kicked, whether like whatever martial arts you do. Yeah. My brother has a has a son, like my nephew, and I keep telling him, dude, put him in martial arts. He needs to learn that. My son's starting karate. Uh, yeah, that's fuck. That's I think that's that's a great idea. Like, just let them learn that. First of all, humility. Let them be. I don't let them get kicked in the them, face. But it's okay to be a bit <laughs> prideful in life. I think you're not allowed in today's society to be like slightly proud of who you are. Right. Like be proud of the work. I think if you have a black belt on something, like fucking you work hard for it. That's right. right. It's either yeah, so you defeated like the self hate, you defeated self hate and you fucking became something. So we we got this like contradiction going where at one point everyone's jockeying for position with with false titles and and claims to fame and whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, the second someone gets legitimate recognition for anything, if they in any way embrace it or represent it, they're like, oh, look at this fat-headed it's jealousy. Fuck. Look it's at jealousy. this guy. Like, this is the game we constantly play, yeah. right? Jealousy. Or like, uh, oh, he's going to be the next big thing. And then if he makes it, fuck that guy. Yeah, but that's just jealous people. Yeah, that's a just, lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you know, not, not This is why we watch reality going, shows. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch reality shows. It's why we love the Darwin Awards. Yeah, and I mean, I say we as a people, right? I personally <laughs> would like to transcend that, but that's why we like the work. Speaking of which, sorry to sort of change the direction here. Game but two winter? Game two winter. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> look up game two winter when you have a moment and you'll, you'll, you'll have some fun. Um, Is it, does it relate to the prolapse anus comment? Uh, no? It might. It might. Know. There's a possibility. <laughs> it might go there. Time will tell. Um, it's Just an extreme I'm a bit scared. Russian... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Russians want to try Survivor, okay. but in true Russian fashion, they're going... So it's just Russia? <laughs> they went crazy, and they're creating this, basically, this ultimate Survivor show where anything goes. People might die. 
Will. So it's Russia. <laughs> it's just basically <laughs> every day like yeah, but televised Russia. though. <laughs> oh, well, like, it's televised. Like reality show. Yeah. So uh, I was reading. I don't know where this is going, but I, I had to share the story. I was reading about this guy. I think I can explain how Trump got elected. Fire. Right. I heard about this story about this old Chinese man. I think he's Chinese, and uh, someone found out in some village or some small town that he's been using this like hammer this this blunt object as a hammer for like 20 years yeah and then suddenly so, finally someone figured out that it's a hand grenade <laughs> that was left behind from some war some yeah. time right and this old man found it and he's been using it as a hammer for 20 years Jesus. a live hand grenade <laughs> he has to connect it to Trump. Right? i'm still waiting here yeah here's how i'm gonna get <laughs> this motherfucker has drained the world of good fortune <laughs> <laughs> Because this has got to be the luckiest <laughs> fucking guy in the universe. Am I right? Yeah. They, this guy has oh, taken all the karma. So if you know if bad things have happened yeah. to you in the last 20 years, I feel like it's this guy's fault. He's somehow <laughs> opened the portal. Can you imagine that? Isn't that a great story, though? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that a phenomenal idea? This this little quiet Chinese man every day just tuck, 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 tuck. <laughs> Who uses a hammer every day? <laughs> With a fucking... How many times do you hammer? Maybe he's a carpenter. I don't know. Maybe it's not luck. I mean, if, okay, if he's a carpenter, then maybe. Oh, my God. He's the Chinese Jesus. <laughs> using, he is going to bring doom. <laughs> With a grenade. With a grenade. This is how the end of the world <laughs> the is going to come. grenade. And you know how it's, it's going to blow up, Jesus, right? Guys. Some idiot's going to walk in the lake. Oh, can you believe it? 20 years. Tuck, tuck. <laughs> like everything Exactly. Else. The th- the, the same, maybe right now we talked about it, and now he's going to die. Yeah, the end of the world is going to come, guys. I hope you're happy with yourself. Jason. Exactly, Jason. You <laughs> brought it, the end of the world upon us. You've done it again. <laughs> Jesus. You've done it again. Jason. So, uh, yeah. So, jujitsu yeah. is, is, is part of this whole system. It's yeah. part of this yeah. whole yeah. project management that you, yeah. you're trying to do on yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's... Uh, I, I haven't been in a week. I, uh, I've, yeah, it's been a week. I, haven't, I feel bad. You remember yeah. the self-hate thing? Like, yeah, I yeah. haven't been in a week because I'm, I'm Ubering at night uh-huh. to pay for uh, my fucking rent. Yes, English comedy Montreal guys is not uh, <laughs> what it looks like, but it doesn't look like anything. So <laughs> exactly, it so even even looks even less. Yeah. Well, talk, talk. Can you want to talk about Ubering? Yeah, it's fucking fun. I, I know a lot of people that use yeah. it, but I don't know any drivers. It's it's. I'm on you my like drivers? third, fourth week. Yeah. Yeah. So what's that like? It's fun. I work at night, so uh-huh. I get to meet all the, uh, the special weird, people. The special people. A lot. Of, listen, there's two type of people who are awake. For example, on a Wednesday night at two a.m. There's Richard. There's and there's cool guilty. people, <laughs> like cool, interesting people with interesting lives that don't follow the typical nine to five lives. They're usually very fun to talk to, and then you have the weirdos. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, can you give us one of each? Oh my god! Oh, interesting people. Anybody who comes in my car and like who with whom you can have an interesting conversation. You mean gets into your car? Gets. What did I say? Comes into my car. Come in, well, you never know, buddy. <laughs> you never know. I've been hit on. That's fucking great, by the way. You've that's, been hit on. Oh, my God. As an Uber driver. By gay guys, by hot drunk women, by hot sober women. I think they were sober. I'm not sure. But still, oh, beautiful stories. I got a hooker in my car once. <sighs> okay. That was, Tell us that story. So, I, I'm in Côte d'Anage. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Maybe you know her, Jason, Mr. Finn. <laughs> I, I grew <laughs> up. Your dad knows. <laughs> my, my dad knows. I grew up there. But anyway, you're in Cotonash. <laughs> so she gets in my car. I think she was high or drunk on something. Like clearly, I didn't know she was a hooker. She just it didn't, didn't show. She did, wasn't wearing the gear. She wasn't wearing the gear. Okay. Exactly. She didn't have her superhero hooker costume on. The, the, the Wonder Woman boots. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. The Wonder Woman boots. So she just gets in my car and she's like, uh, we're going to Vincent-Laurent. I'm like, all right. Where? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, you kind of need to. You kind of need to. Know. I need to know where the hell I'm driving you because she didn't put the address in the system. She's like, all right, I think it's Motel Pierre. 
I'm like, okay. First of all, it's 2 a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> We're going to Motel Pierre. I mean, you don't have to be an engineer to, to, to kind <laughs> figure of put two something is up. So we're driving. She's like, stop. I'm like, what's up? It's like, I don't know which room. I'm like, that's not, uh, I'm not, I can't help you with which room I'm supposed <laughs> I'm to drop you. to the room. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I just exactly. want to stop you yeah. with the, uh, what you said. You have to be an, you should, that's a line, right? You're like, you don't have to be an engineer, but I am. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's a metaphor, but it really happened. But I, ladies. Ladies. Okay, so you're oh, trying to God. suss out what's going on yeah, here. So she's like, oh, can I use your cell phone? I need to call, and I'm doing the air quotes here, my friend. I'm like, do you have a cell phone? She's like, no. I'm like, all right. By so this point, are you kind of starting to figure out what, what well, this is? Or she's still a five foot two woman, so I'm not really scared. Like, no, no, but like, are you starting her. to think this is a booty call? This uh, is a house call? Once she, when she brought up Motel Pierre, which is like a shitty motel on Marcel Lohan. Yeah. Uh, sorry if you're the owner of Motel Pierre is listening, but you should a very know. respected yeah, shitty very, motel. Exactly, very respected. The Montreal <laughs> Classic, here. you guys. You have Schwartz. That's right. And you have Motel Pierre, and you can do them in that order. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Monsieur Pierre, we apologize. They both smell like mustard too, which is uh, <laughs> anyway. and smoke and meat. Smoke meat, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm that's sorry. good. Oh, that's Woo! nice. All right. Uh, so, so she's like, okay, can I use her cell phone? So she speaks to her friends find out which room she is so i'm driving her to the uh to motel pierre and uh she keeps like can you put the volume up she's being super friendly and i, dr- I drive stick shift which apparently is something sexy guys i don't know if you know but driving stick yeah shift, yeah hookers Anything? love men who <laughs> drive stick shifts yeah it, 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 it's 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 a thing it's a thing. i didn't so, know about hookers but yeah it does look also hookers apparently also hookers yeah. are big fan of men who can drive stick shift you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Richard would say. It's penis time, ladies and gentlemen. It's penis time. And uh, so anyway, so the whole like putting the volume up, putting her hand on my arm, like, ooh, stick shit. Like being impressed. I'm like, all right. She actually said, ooh, yeah. stick shit. Yeah, it's like word. Je trouve les hommes très virils qui conduisent manuel. But imagine a drunken high prostitute. Okay. I was trying to be sexy. That was my sexy prostitute phase. You see, that's sexy drunken exactly. prostitute impression. Exactly. That's my sexy drunken prostitute <laughs> it works, impression. It works. It works. Yeah, I can't do those. Uh, you know, we're talking about the sex lines. I don't yes. think. I think. I don't think I'm made for sex line talk. You're wrong. You're, oh, wrong. Jason, thank you so much. You're making me blush right here. Wrong. We get to Motel Pierre. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get rid of. I I don't know for you guys. I never had a hooker in my car. I never spoke to a hooker. I never approached a hooker. Mm-hmm. I never had a hooker in my car. Like. I, my, an interaction with a prostitute for me is very new. Right. Well, I mean, very they're new. just people, but yeah. Th- if you've never met yeah. one, you have to kind of work through all the stereotypes yeah. that your films. Well, I, I was very professional. I'm, I mean, I'm a. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't grabbing I'm her. Picturing right. Julia Roberts. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> and her oh, body <laughs> double. <laughs> anyway, go on. We get to Motel Pierre. It's like two thirty in the morning. Uh, so imagine Cote de Neige to Motel Pierre. That's what like a twenty minute ride. Give or take. So we already spent twenty minutes together talking in my car. About this, that, being and viral, uh, viral, <laughs> being viral, viral about viral. me driving and how much she loves Rihanna. Right. We get to Motel Pierre. Her friend is not here. I'm like, okay, can you get out of my car? Like, I wanna. Uh huh. It's two thirty in the morning. Can I go? She's like, can I wait in the car with you? Now the meter is running, so I'm getting paid either way. And of course, I mean, as much as I don't, you know, that's that's a word. I, I like I, I like being. A voyeur to the dark side. I like watching the dark side. I like, you know, I don't like being part of the uh-huh. dark part of the world, but I like watching the dark. So I'm like, I have a hooker in my car. She wants to wait in my car while her pimp comes. I'm gonna let her wait. And my and I'm being paid. And I'm being paid. So That's this the is the beauty of the Uber exactly. system, right? Hmm. I, she's calling her pimp on my phone. Two year oh, 
je t'attends. They're fucking fighting. It's beautiful. Like, this is gonna end. I, maybe I knew I'm gonna be. I was gonna be on this podcast and yeah. telling that story. And you've got like, fi- uh, you've got like, uh, like, uh, like some sort of laptop open at the bottom. You're like writing your screenplay as this is going on. <laughs> yeah. You're like act one. Act one. <laughs> Interior she, cab. She snipes in my car. <laughs> Her luscious black hair. <laughs> she looked at me as I shifted from second to second gear. <laughs> and I knew this conversation would go into third. <laughs> Chapter three. The arrival. Uh, <laughs> so, so she's arguing with her pimp. She's arguing with her pimp who's not here. And she's like, I want cigarettes. I'm like, okay. She's like, can we go buy General cigarettes? statement. Yes. <laughs> Just generally like, I don't have cigarettes. I Bring want cigarettes. Bring me my cigarettes. <laughs> We go to the SO. Uh-huh. I wait for her. She buys her cigarettes, gets back in the car. On the way back to Motel Pierre, her pimp calls me. I'm like, I think you want to talk with your prostitute. So I give her the phone. She's like, I'm waiting for you. He's waiting at the Tim Hortons. Apparently, all the rooms are booked. Oh. At Motel Pierre. It was a busy Wednesday night, guys. Wednesday a busy night, guys, mm-hmm. for hookers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was, it that's, was the, that's the least night. suspicious, honey, yeah, I got to work so. late night. Yeah. I guess so. Fully booked. Motel Pierre, guys, is out of the picture. So now the that's why they call it hump day. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I also just realized what happened to you because <laughs> I I knew a, and I'm not going to interrupt your story here, but I briefly knew a guy who drove prostitutes around, like he mm-hmm. was a chauffeur, mm-hmm. and I realized this this is what happened. You you were converted into a hooker like like driver. Well, inadvertently by the Uber Uber system, <laughs> but he's a chauffeur. <laughs> so to afford a chauffeur, you understand? Like the chauffeur. There's prostitutes who take chauffeurs. Yeah. These are the top of the list. These are like the, you know, high class call girls. I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah. And then you have the girls who take cabs who are like, who can pay the, you know, yeah. like, you know 30% more. Uh-huh. And then you have hookers who take Uber XL. I don't think it's the same level. You understand? No, no. It's, exactly. a, it's a hooker on the budget. I think this is the hooker that got the in my third car. Tier. So it's the third okay. tier of hookers. Okay. So, so the, 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 the pimp is waiting for us. He's there. He's there at the Tim Hortons. What does he look like? Uh, I didn't look at it. I, like, I avoided eye contact. Okay. Because... Yeah. I mean, I, would I, I do jujitsu, but I'm but not gonna mess up with a fucking. Look, did he look like a bad motherfucker, or uh, was like a little skinny ratty dude? No, no, he looked like a guy who who worked out. Okay, he, he was, had a fur coat. He did not have a fur <laughs> coat. I, but he did have a nice coat, though. I have to say, his coat was nicer than mine. They do well. Mm. They do well. Exactly. <laughs> Business is moving, guys. Yes. Anyways, so he gets he gets in my car. I'm like, okay, where where do you go now? We've been together for like 45 minutes by now. By then, and the meter's still running. The meter's still. And you're running. like, I don't have to work. For the rest of the night. No, that's, that's well. No, I don't make that much during okay. Uber. <laughs> the point is, it's it's a good night it's either a, way. It's a good and you're getting it's a story. feeding my creativity. It's fucking yeah. beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I'm, again, I'm interacting with the prostitute and her mm-hmm. pimp. I have a pimp in my car. It's a workshop, and it's not Jason's father. Can you guys believe it? <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> of all the pimps, of all the people, of all the pimps. I'm so, sorry, Jason, don't don't, okay, don't okay, apologize. Okay. All right, so, I hate my father. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's penis time, guys. It's penis. Let's, let's bring it back to penis time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so he's like, let's go to Laval. There's a motel in Laval. Wait a second. So the pimp's in the car with you now? The pimp's in the car with me. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. By the way, she she was madly in love with him. It was okay. like when, when uh, they met up, it she looked jumped like- in his arms. She, he owned her. Honestly, uh, I never seen that much love from from a girl to a guy where oh, she was his, so dark yeah it was she was his it's pet like, like it was weird completely uh turned out yeah like, yeah completely. It, it was crazy like it, you know i was watching and it was crazy like i, didn't, I never saw a woman because it wasn't love it was like a sort of reveration or like it was it was more than love she she he owned her like literally 
owned her. You could see in her eyes, like, he's my man. He owns Jeez, me. that's dark. Yeah. yeah. Gets in my car. We're like, okay, let's let's go to Laval. So we, we go to Laval to another motel. He gets, we get to the second, I don't remember the name, guys. You're going to have to accept it's my cool. question. Shitty it's, motel number two. S- 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 same level at Motel Pierre. Uh-huh. That, that kind of uh, Another respected Another respect, one. exactly. But in Laval. So it's right. like a 450 type uh-huh. of uh, place. So he goes out to see if there's any room available. I would expect, by the way, a pimp to be more professional, to have the book, like the room books already. I mean, yeah. Expedia.com, you could book a room quite easily these yeah. days. I'm surprised that he didn't work out the details. Did you tell him so? No, I did not criticize his pimp pimp technique. Exactly. As an outside (laughs) observer, I... May I make a few (laughs) suggestions? uh, I'm offended by your lack of professional. (laughs) Exactly, sir. You could could have a higher rating. (laughs) Yeah. If you know, just plan and plan plan and use my point system on your refrigerator, Mr. Pimp, to to get exactly... Three stars. Exactly, (laughs) sir. (laughs) So you have to stop believing in self-love and self-hate control so you can become a better pimp. A better pimp, yeah. He steps out of the... We get to the second shitty motel. Again, a lot of cars in the parking lot of that shitty motel. I'm honestly surprised how many people go yeah. to fucking motels. You're starting to figure out what, why, how these places stay open. Yeah, I guess it's not people driving yeah. into the city. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, man, I need a place to stay, and I'm yeah, tired. They go to Holiday Inn. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else goes to. <laughs> well, maybe my level of uh, my Uber X level sure. hooker can only stay That's at where the, they that go. type of. So he goes out. He goes to see the uh, the, the, the the reception to see if there's any rooms available. This is where it gets a bit more interesting because she's like, so what are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going to drop you off and uh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go sleep. She's like, well, would you like to come party with us? I'm like, well, thank you very much. That's very kind of what you. What the hell does that yeah. mean? Not, I didn't ask. I did not ask. <laughs> I stayed. Uh, Wait, this is the girl or the guy? Th- the, girl, the girl. The guy, okay. the guy is in the reception uh, trying to see if there's any rooms available uh-huh. and I'm left with the, the prostitute. Okay. So she's. this is an upsell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like. Hey, if you want, you know, you come, you know, come smoke with us. I'm like, oh, I don't smoke uh, tobacco. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't smoke cigarettes. She's like, oh, we have weed. I'm like, well, thank you. I'll, I would not want to be get buzzed with a, <laughs> have exist right. an existential crisis with a, with a prostitute. In yeah, a this is also about. becoming like, uh, like a Hunter S. Thompson novel situation, <laughs> maybe, right? Maybe yeah. It's starting you, you, to you like wake up in Mexico, missing a hand, missing a hand, or or a kidney. Oh right. Jesus! No, but that's exactly where this is going. Okay, mm. so 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 she she proposes, uh-huh. and I politely decline. Right, and uh, and then I see a car, an old Chrysler, and she's stepping out of the car. She's like, "Oh, like because he calls, yeah, he calls us. The pimp calls us. He's like, guys, we have a room.' I'm like, "Oh, thank God. That's on." The, the, then I was like, "I have my son." He, he's like, he's adopted you by this point. He's <laughs> yeah. like, "Mayor, we did it. <laughs> I mean, we did it, guys." <laughs> Team. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> until, up until now, the prostitute has shown no sign of aggression. She was very sweet, very polite, very. Uh, she gave me a tip. Which, okay. By the way, if you if you guys if you take Uber, tip your drivers. Some of, of them are fucking uh, poor artists who uh, who would be happy. You don't have to be a prostitute, by the way, to tip your driver. Anybody can <laughs> tip their driver. So anyway, so th- so he calls me. He tells me we find a room. She's stepping out of the car, and the Chrysler pulls out with three guys. And this is as I was saying, like the prostitute didn't show any sign of aggression. Until when, because she was coming out, I'm like, oh, be careful, there's a car coming. Like, don't, 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 don't wake like, the door. Yeah. Don't fucking, you know, don't get killed and don't break my fucking door. And mostly, then, <laughs> mostly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you too, though. <laughs> also, yeah. <laughs> and then she, she, I'm like, oh, be careful. And she's like, quoi, qu'est-ce qu'ils vont faire? And then she fucking freaks out and just, to you? no, no, to the guys. Okay. Like, quoi, qu'est-ce qu'ils vont faire, ces bâtards? I'm like, because they came close? Yeah. Okay. And I think the, it was the customer. Okay. You know, it was the three guys who were gonna, you know, have fun with her. Do their night. thing. Do their thing. You know, with, what would the pimp do? What? Just watch? I don't know. 
I don't know. You should guys have a pimp and, and see, like, what do they yeah. do? We're working our way up. <laughs> or down. We're working our way down to that. I don't know. Are you a comedian? Comedians? Pimp. It's not a far. It's not far. It's not far. We're almost there. <laughs> and a comedian is, pimp? Yeah. Comedian pimp. Yeah, you had a comedian engineer. Now it's time to get a <laughs> exactly. branch out, guys. So she uh, just and starts I, like flipping I saw, out. The I saw the craziness right there. The switch, like, go the on? The switch, just like, right. oh. Like, I'm so happy that she stepped out of my car at that moment. Because you could see, like, oh, okay. Whatever the hell she took, she just went like, like, uh, yeah. like rage. Yeah, and oh. she jumped out and just like went at the car and started yelling. Or no, she just jumped out, started yelling, and I honestly just, you know how the brain just like, okay, it's over. Like the, the second the door closed, put like, it in okay. reverse because I drive manual, so it was quickly. I put it <laughs> very manly, guys. It was it was very sexy. Yeah, the way very, I put it in reverse. <laughs> she was there. She'd be like, Rawr. your shirt popped open exactly. as you, as my you reversed. My chest hair actually changed the gear. That's what happened. My <laughs> chest hair came out and changed the gear. Awesome. And I just, I, I, I stopped like paying attention. She exists, like she exited from yeah. my life and that was it. That was chapter close. Chapter, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I just had my first hooker that I knew was a hooker. Right. right. You never know. <laughs> but was I there, know this one. Did you like even glance back in the nope. rear view? I did not. You were like, no, this is like, that's good. Need to move on. I made some good I will money. be, I'll get caught in the whatever crossfire if I stay. Exactly. I was not. Look, she was proposing for me to go join her. And there's already three guys. As far as I know, there's three useful <laughs> Wait, holes and a one hooker. <laughs> what like, the fuck would I do as a fourth like, guy? It's not the propositioning that insult me. I said I'm the fourth guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask me to go f to go on the separate sort of uh, exactly. And should I let the meter run or should I, I stop? Like when, when should I like should Where's I the respect? Where's the respect? I mean seriously. That was the devil's five away. <laughs> oh Jesus. Or maybe she wanted me to like play backgammon with the pimp when she's getting fucked by three guys. You don't know. I think yeah. they took but a But she did leave me a tip, guys. She left me a five dollar tip, which is a very good tip. That's not bad. That's nice. It's, uh, she worked hard for that five dollars. I guys. do Let's feel that uh, they were they were kind of looking for their their driver, their getaway driver, and uh, it didn't work out. Yeah. yeah, but they like the cut of your jib. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy, this Mazda three with his manual tra <laughs> manual transmission. He'll take us far, guys. Yeah, take him. I like this guy. Let's keep him. I like this guy. But I, I like gotta the... go, guys. I didn't say you could go. <laughs> I didn't say you could go, buddy <laughs> boy. You belong to me now. <laughs> no, no. I'm he just bribes now. you. Like the way you handle that shift. <laughs> and then you come see me like in two months, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm, a, I'm his bitch. <laughs> like you got, you got a teardrop <laughs> exactly. tattoo. You don't know what I did to get that teardrop, bro. <laughs> oh so God. wait, so this is like, this is like your night owl dark story. What yeah. about? these people you're saying that that are like interesting people nobody's aware of that are just regular honestly just regular people i knew a guy who worked in the sewers like who who, who manages sewers of okay Laval. which someone does yeah which it's, we don't think about it's just like the importance the things that you don't realize exist yeah that just we live in a society where everything runs smoothly but we don't know why yeah. things run so smoothly and you also i meet a lot of people who work in the service business and i It's very interesting to talk to these people because there's also they're also uh, témoins. How do you say that in English? Witnesses. <laughs> Witnesses. Thank you. That's the second beer kicking in. I'm losing my uh, my English slowly. Uh, it could be my, it could be my dad, but my yeah. dad's like no caller ID. Uh, Jason is showing me a phone that says no caller ID and Should who's calling. It? Let's answer. It's my dad. We're live. Hang on. Hello. And Richard just bought up more beer. Yes. Yeah, speaking. This is getting fun. <laughs> oh hi. Jason is picking up his phone and he's talking to somebody. Great. Uh huh. Yeah. By the way, don't cut this. Bad behavior. People need to know. 
Okay. What type of host? <laughs> Jason is answering his phone <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. This is professionalism. Yeah. Jason is unbuttoning his pants. Oh my god, Jason. Yes. Jason. It's penis time. It's penis time? Is it is it penis? Oh my what did you do? What did you put in that beer, Richard? Not for me. Why is my nipples hard? <laughs> Why is this not on speaker? Why is it not on speaker? I'll, I'll pack the place. Yes. Is Jason is a club promoter? <laughs> <laughs> or a pimp. Bye-bye. Or a pimp. I just got a spot. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. That's called from an old And there's already. a theme. Oh, congrats, man. It's a, there's a theme. Oh, you're doing a Wednesday. I've, I've, uh, he said, I actually, uh, it's Wednesday. Oh, guys. Well, next Wednesday, go see Richard. Oh, sorry. Uh, go Jason. see Jason. But Richard, too. And Richard, too. Because he's been filming. Yeah. He's my official bar. But hang on a second, because this is really great. This is just this just happened. Uh, I have been, uh, you know the system, right? When you yeah. want to do open yeah. mics, you yeah. get an email on a certain yeah. day. I have been unsuccessfully petitioning for a spot for like the last three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can get a spot, or not I can get, but I just haven't been uh, uh, getting on the list either for the nest or for the works for the last few weeks. And I've kind of been feeling my, not like I haven't been getting down on myself. I've just been like, oh, okay, this is not working out. I don't know what to do next. But, um, but I thought that I was getting a spot for uh, a Tuesday. Yeah. So I, I don't know what Wednesday means. It's a comedy lab. You're going to have fun. It's a, it's a fun show. What I don't even know what I just said yes to. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to write jokes about whatever subject. Based on that subject. Yeah. Okay, but it's still an open mic environment. No, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's an open mic. It's okay. like a book show. It's a book show. Yeah. Okay, so this would be my first book well, show. Congrats, buddy. Shit, man. And it just happened now. On on the air. On the air. <laughs> <laughs> Penis time. <laughs> Penis time. <laughs> Penis time and you have hooker stories that you can uh, You uh this was a destiny America. <laughs> destiny. <laughs> it's talking about comedy, guys. Yes, Ta- talking please, about please. comedy. Yes, great segue. Yes, please, because that's that's yeah. something we're very big on as uh Although I'd still rather talk about hookers, but uh, <laughs> back to hookers. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is definitely not the last time you're on the show. So uh, yes, t- tell us more about your let's 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 right. let's score some points on your graph paper. That's yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Uh, I run a one of a satellite room here in Montreal at Caffeine Cafe Bar on Bishop. Mm-hmm. It's every other Tuesday, and the next show we have is a big show. Uh, we have David Hetty closing at the show, and we have Sean Stenhouse and a couple of other very good comics. Um, the co-producer, Dylan Subiza, mm-hmm. will be hosting that night. I think whoever's listening, guys, you should come. Enjoy the show. It's going to be a fucking great show. Yeah, David Hetty like. is an amazing, amazing, amazing comic. I remember the first time I met him. heard the name, yeah. He, uh, he, he, he just came to do like a quick spot at an open mic, and I don't know who he was. He was just this old, this weird, jewy looking guy with the glass, and he got on stage, and he... Murder, like, like slaughter. I'm like, who is this? He's a genius. He is literally uh. a genius. He is fucking hilarious. The way he plays with words. He he taught me. He, he gave me a creative writing class. Like after I get to know him, he he gave me my creative writing class at Miguel. The wordsmith. He is amazing, amazing. I'm like, I remember when the first time after his set, I went to him and I grabbed him by the shoulders. I'm like, I'm so happy I got to meet your brain. He's like, who is now? This I'd like again? to meet your penis. <laughs> no, Sorry. it's Sorry. penis time. It's penis time. Oh yeah, I have a professional crush on this guy. He is so. I'm so happy he's doing my room because for God knows, exactly he's not doing how it you for feel, money. man. Uh, and God just, knows he's not. J- what are you doing on the thirty first? Uh, I'm probably gonna be at the show. Come. Would you like to do a spot? Absolutely. Are you Fuck actually? Yeah, inviting? guys. I don't feel like you have to. Jason is gonna be doing a spot. Bring your best material, buddy. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Bring your best material because we had a show last Tuesday with uh, Sean Johnson Goddard. 
and the room was fucking packed. It was a great fucking Yeah, show. you rocked the house. I'm so happy the room is like picking up. This is so funny. You know, today I was having a conversation about uh, how sometimes you like you're, you're like set up all these things and you're, you're looking forward to me waiting. Yeah. It's not coming in. It's not coming yeah. in. Every, and then then you're like, just when you're like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to go on with my life. And then everything comes in. That never happens. It happened to me today. <laughs> well, all right. right? Sure, yeah, so you just so I've been. I got. Now. I got Richard a Christmas gift oh. that I ordered a month and a half ago. Yeah. And what a good friend you are. It, it <laughs> was right today. It, it it was a fucking ordeal finding this gift. I had to like hunt it down. There was, was the phone gift? calls. Uh, I got a. Well, it was, it's a. It's right there. So it's a camera bag, but uh, it's a. It's a dark. With the Vader. flashlight inside. Wait, hang yeah, on a sec. He just. <laughs> oh my god! He got. And it's. It's a black one for some odd reason. Richard, is there something? That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bag. It's a nice bag, guys. It's a nice camera It's a bag. Darth Vader thing. It was actually Aww. related to comedy because he, Richard's been so supportive. He's kind of uh, become my videographer that's, without that's me ever nice. asking because he's a fucking bro. And I was like, the least I could do is get him a bag to carry all the shit he could fill me with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the bag so you can film the me when he's I could do my shows. Is get you a nice hat when you're supporting me. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> and some shoes. That's sweet. <laughs> so you don't make me look bad. <laughs> but uh, so that came in, and then like the call now, and then this, and like it just sometimes just picking up. You guys, shit happens. Started from the it. bottom. Now we're here. Now we're here. Um, now we're here. Okay. So, yeah. This comedy show. Yeah. Uh, this is your baby. That's, uh, well, Martin Maltpaceres, I don't know if you met him before. He's a young comedian here in Montreal. He started The Room about, uh, I would say, in the summer. Okay. And uh, he wanted, I think, at a certain time after, I think maybe 10 shows or maybe something like that, he wanted to concentrate more on something else. And he knew that I didn't have a job. So he's like, hey, Amir, do you want to take over? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I took over and I asked my friend Dylan, Dylan Subiza, who's a great, great fucking Another comic, honestly. Slayer. He is funny. He is grinding. He does all the shitty rooms that you don't do, Jason. He does them. And I'll we get on them it. Together. Fucking. And he is, I'm like, fuck it, let's do it with him. Because I wanted, I wanted somebody I could shoot the shit with, you know, to come up with decisions and like, okay, how can we run the room better? So I, I chose him. And the show, the show has been picking up and we've been getting like big audiences. Mm-hmm. The show is pay what you can't, by the way. So if people here don't have, and if, if your audiences are poor, the show is pay what you can. We yes. distribute a piggy bank. Or at the end a, of the show and ask people a, to put money in it. It's like, it's like church, but with no promises. Exactly. Church, but <laughs> Without no Without the hollow promises. promises. Exactly. And you actually get something for your money. That's great. Well, they are Jews, though. That's uh, what was... <laughs> I love my Jews. Yeah. I have a lot of Jews in my life. I love I them. I love my Jews. Uh, it's they love funny how much we love Jews. Don't you find? I'm telling you, they're, they're this, we're the same people. That's, that's why we're fighting. Who do you fight with more than your own you, people? You know why I think people don't like Jews? I think because Jews have a lot of self-discipline. It, which comes from self-hatred mm-hmm. and when 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 you have self-discipline you tend to succeed in life mm-hmm. and people who don't have self-discipline do not tend to succeed in life that's true so i think this is where the uh you know maybe i don't know that's my theory about where this I'm is uh, a conversation we can't win but i definitely <laughs> agree that that that's definitely uh something that uh, i can say about the jews i know they're definitely the, the that cut from that cloth um but uh, I guess what I'm interested in uh, following up with is asking you about this room thing. Like, yeah, without the you know, apart from the minutia of like all the paperwork and all yeah. that stuff, like what's what's the 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 recipe to running a room? Like, what's the thing? What do you got to do? I'm figuring it out every at every show. I'm learning something new. Excuse me. I'm uh, at every show. I'm like, what can I do to make Fire the show better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's another beer being open, guys. Yes, it's downhill from here. I'm I'm a lightweight. Those who know me know that I'm I'm not a big drinker. I I saw I thought there's two other cans waiting for me. 
Richard, Richard wants a scandal tonight. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what is the recipe, but the way I see it is like Arabs. Yes. You're, uh, we're good hosts. I think when we welcome somebody into our home, we welcome him with all our heart. Like, come. You don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. I will take care of you. So Eat, I try to have drink. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I try to have that mentality when I bring people. So I try to book, I, I try to book comics that I find funny. Like, if I find you funny, like, honestly, Jason, like, fuck, this was, I, I'm really enjoying this podcast. Like, this guy's funny. Fuck it, he's gonna do this room. So the decision was taken. Maybe after that. Maybe after. Maybe tomorrow. I'm like, hey man, did I get what drunk? What the fuck and did I do? Did you did the equivalent shit? of like, of like, I'll never leave you, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the drunk. check is in the mail. You know, like one of those. I won't take it personally because <laughs> yeah. it's no, gonna no, be no. funny. No, no, no. That's it. You have a spot. That's it. Sure. Awesome. And You're on the record, so it's great. That's it. I'm, I'm literally on the record. So what I tried to do, I'm like, okay, so people will come. What do they want? They yeah. want a good. They want the comedy. So of course, the comedy is always number one for sure. me. So I try to book comics that I find funny. I try to have a comics that not look alike, but senses of humor that click with one another. Like there's a theme, or not, like not a theme, not even a theme, but you not, know, not like comedy is very subjective. So. Uh-huh. So everybody has a different sense of humor. Sure. So I try to book people who have a similar sense of humor. Like you'll see David Hedy is very cere- cerebral and he's dark, which is hilarious. That combination coming out of his mouth is, is poetry. Lethal. It's fucking magic. It's lethal. So I'm trying to like, for that show, I have like Jacob Starushki, who's going to, I'm pretty sure I fucked up his last name, but he's going to do the show. I have Sean Stenhouse, another fucking Montreal comic who is great. And then like a panoply of other comics. It's going to be, I have a Jason right now. I don't <laughs> the know. Famous. The famous. The, <laughs> the famous legendary. Jason. The legendary. The one and only <laughs> Jason. And uh, so the comedy comes first. And I also try to have a, like a party vibe. Not, not a party vibe, but like music that I like. I like to play. I'm trying to learn how to play music on the uh-huh. sound system at the bar. Our bartender, Dina, is awesome. So she, uh, she's like, like the, the energy is beautiful in the room. It's a tight room. It's a small room. It's in a basement. Sometimes it gets sweaty. So it's very, there's a little... Uh, grit. Grit to it. Not yeah. too much. It's like a clean grit. It's like if you're an accountant but you want to be dangerous one night, you come see the artisanal comedy hour. It's like going to a, karaoke, uh, a karaoke night. At Don't a, compare at a, my like a show to place. karaoke. <laughs> no, no, but the, think about it. Like you go to a place yeah. that's like that's like good drinks, yeah. good atmosphere, yeah. Yeah. but it just gets a little gamey. You yeah, because when you really little, get yeah, into exactly. it, it's a little steamy. Yeah. Especially the next show. That I'm so fucking excited. Yeah. Seriously, I can David tell. David Hedy closing my show. It's fucking great. It's a big deal. He's doing me a favor. Like, how, literally, how he's doing that happen, me a favor. By the way. Well, I, uh, I told him. I told you when, when the first time I met him, I, I told him I professed my love. Yeah. <laughs> to his sense of humor, and I bought his album. He has an album, okay. which is great. Uh, I think it's called. If if you can check, I don't have my phone on me. I think it's called. Uh, it was okay or something, or it's okay. The David Hedy comedy album, because I know he, I think he released a new one. Anyways, and I bought the CD and I gave it to a friend. He never gave it back, that fucker. So I had to download it on iTunes. Oh, it's God. a great fucking album. It's like, it's like uh, Master of Puppets all over again. It's, yeah. Okay. So he's going to be close. I'm so fucking happy he's coming. So fucking excited. It's going to be, it's the first time that I do a more, it's like a dark show, I okay. would say. So, so you, 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 this excited. is kind of like, it, there's a little bit of something for you in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like one of my favorite comics here in Montreal. And well, he, he tours a lot in the US. So I don't know if I would call him a Montreal-based comic, but he because he's always on the road sure. do, doing rooms. He's on his way. States. Yeah, DavidHeady.com, guys. You should check him out. Definitely. And I think the website. I think the website for the Artisanal Comedy Hour is Facebook.com/groups/artisanalcomedyhour or the artisan. I don't know. I think it's the Artisanal Comedy Hour or Artisanal Comedy Hour. That's one of those two. It's one of those. We'll, so pro, we'll post a link out of the way. That's fucking H E A D Y or uh, David. David is David yeah. and H E T I. Hetty. Hetty. Yeah. Uh-huh. David Hetty. 
Okay. Fucking just beautiful brain. So, and if you listen to this, you think I have a crush on him. <laughs> it sounds like you have a crush on him, but we're okay with that because crushes are are it's admiration. He's very unique, admiration. which I, I love. I love a comedian. Like very unique. His punchline, nobody. You, you can't. Great joke writer. You can repeat his jokes. It won't be the same. It's. It won't be. But you still appreciate it. Like okay. I could. You could steal a joke of his. You would still appreciate the workmanship that goes into forming that sentence. Right. He. I think he middled when uh, Kurt Metzger came to Montreal. Okay. He opened or he middled for Kurt Metzger when Kurt Metzger was in Montreal at the mm-hmm. works uh, last winter. It, it was okay. And it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. It was it's, okay. it's dark. It's there's. I'll Dirty words. If home. you're, oh, uh, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, he has an n-word bit. I don't know. Can, can we drop the n-word here in this yeah. podcast? I won't drop it. I'll blame the beer. I'll, I'll keep the We've n-word. We talked about Jews without any Jews here. We definitely can drop the n-word without any black people here. I feel like we've uh, already ruined everything. So he, he, he has a couple of very good. I, I hope. I hope he'll do. I don't think he'll do some old material. But he's. He just. I think he just recorded. But an I can album. tell. You, you're obviously going to go up to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's my show. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I, I didn't know. I didn't know for a fact. But it's cool, you know, because it's kind of like this is the uh, sort of directing, acting thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, without wanting to go into a prolonged explanation of why I love comedy, I have to say to me the main attraction is is that my f- I love writing and I love directing and I love film and I love these long-form arts that take yeah. forever to complete. Yeah. And why, while they're beautiful and fulfilling, uh, sometimes I just want penis time. Penis time. And comedy is penis time for me. Yeah. Because I can just prepare it a couple of days in advance. I can. uh, That's a a way. I I I don't see it that way. For me, it's it's a long. uh, You have to live like a samurai. Okay. Like that's for me. It's maybe it'll come to that. You take the the sword and you just you 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 temper it it and you just fucking hammer it and then you bend it again. I think Louis C.K. has a like. It's 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 an art. You know. It's 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 a. I approach it a very different yeah. way. For, for now, for me, it's but I'm a newbie, so yeah. for now, for I, I me, still consider myself. I'm like three, two years and a half in, or something like this. Okay, but it's it's the most difficult thing. Talking coming from a guy who used to fucking work on satellites that go into space. Okay, comedy is the hardest thing that I have ever it's done. It's harder than sending satellites into space. I love that, guys. Idea. My ex was Jewish. Okay, and doing comedy is harder than convincing her parents I was a good guy. Like it's <laughs> comedy is that hard. Yeah. But it's the most beautiful thing. Fuck, you make people laugh for a living. There's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Living like a pauper, but still, there's nothing better than that. I, I I've often thought about I was once when I see a job that a job that's been around forever, yeah. I always have these weird moments when I try to think back to what the first person that did this looked like. And I I gotta imagine in a silly way a cavern somewhere like uh, 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 just, just a bunch of grunts <laughs> just just some guy hitting himself in the head with a rock or whatever and then like mm. the other guy's going <laughs> you know and bam he's the one you want around Comedy. your campfire it feels like it's an ancient art form yeah. but uh it occupies this weird uh, je- the, the the core jester Right, it's probably the, one of the oldest jobs in the world. It's Honestly. the court jester, There's fucking sucking cocks for uh, you know for to make bread. Yeah, or making <laughs> and people laugh. Making and making people. Laugh. And if you make mm. them laugh hard enough, they won't make you suck their dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I don't know if girls really like funny guys. I'm I'm starting at the age where like yes, I, I'm in comedy. Yeah, and I was getting laid much more as an engineer. Really, six figure salaries do help. I have to say, yeah. stability but, helps, man. Yeah, and uh, I, I think. 
I think funny, funny, smart, I think is, I think that's what it is. Funny is code success for Success is sexy. I find success, I, I totally understand. I'm not saying like, oh, how dare women be attracted? Like, yeah. no, success is sexy. A woman is supposed to be attracted to successful I'm attracted man. to successful women. I'm attracted to successful <laughs> men. I'm not even gay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, the point is, I think it goes back to what Richard said earlier, uh, is that any- The wise. Richard mm-hmm. the wise, yeah. Richard King Richard. Uh, it's penis time. When you, when you meet somebody- Anybody talking passionately to me about anything, yeah. right? Whether it be shishas or erecting a building. He had to drop erecting, guys. This is the <laughs> I just let it happen. Um, <laughs> Jesus, this is turning into like an 80s comedy pun pun set. <laughs> What's the deal with erecting buildings? But the point is like, yeah, I think you meet anybody that yeah. talks passionately. It could be anything. And uh, as, a, as a part-time teacher, like I, I totally see that in people. It captivates them. Uh, it allows me actually to do a good job because like, I kind of do a little bit of comedy. And, and You have to. There's a bunch of teachers in comedy for a reason. Good teachers are funny. My yeah. best teachers, they had a sense of humor. They're, they're very nice. unique, but they're the best way to teach somebody, somebody something is using humor. Of course. It's the best way to grasp them, to bring yeah. them, to hypnotize them. And like, oh, and here's, sorry, and here's some knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great learning tool. So once again, uh, just the dates and the yeah. location. Uh, January 31st, uh, the show starts at 8 p.m. The doors open at 7.30. It's called the Artisanal Comedy Hour. The January 31st, your headliner will be David Hetty. Okay. And there's going to be a Jason also on the bill. Some guy. Some, 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 some guy. Fucking, some guy. Half Egyptian. Some asshole. <laughs> the world's first Transylvanian Egyptian. Transylvanian Egyptian. He won't suck your blood. <laughs> Uh, or whatever, uh, or whatever, or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, I'm starting to sound like the the, the used car ship salesman in I'm the Star get Wars. You drunk before you go on. <laughs> the public credit's no good here. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. He oh, did have a Middle Eastern accent. Ah. Ah. <laughs> it's true. Fuck. It's true. He did Fix have a Middle Eastern. <laughs> It'd be funny if it was called, like Muhammad or Abdul. Of course, that was a it was a it was oh a my euphemism. God, it is. Well, Jar Jar Banks, we all know they were trying to like you know I won't go there, but you know. Yeah. So I guess there was an Arab version. The, the yeah. Arab Jar Jar hey, Banks oh. was the guy. He's like, and he was a salesman. Clearly Semitic. <laughs> Clearly Semitic. Hundred percent. Clearly Semitic. You <laughs> have to find out his relationship with his mom to find out if he was the Arab or Jewish. <laughs> yeah. And he owned a small white slave. Exactly. And the fact that the I dream of every him? Semitic apparently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the fact that I can imitate him so, so well, so well exactly. and without effort means that there, there's got to be something <laughs> genetic going on there. But uh, so apart from the the show, yeah. um, you're a regular on the comedy circuit. I try. I try. I try uh, to keep up. Do you are you active at all like online? Uh, do you do? Uh, pff, add me on Facebook. I try to whenever I have a funny thought. I'm I'm very new to to the online mm-hmm. world. Like I have I created a Facebook account uh, two years ago. Okay. So I'd never had Facebook. And we can find you at Amarez. Amarez. Uh, Facebook.com Amarez two because. There's another one. There was another Amarez. That's how late I came into the game. Yeah, there's already an Amarez somewhere. So Amarez have different names. There's have so such variety. In there's it. another fucking Amarez. Of course there is. Yeah, I think he's in <laughs> Chicago. I, I I stalked him. I stalked a yeah. guy who has the same name as me. Have Fuck you ever guys? Guy. Is there another Richard? Uh, oh yeah, there's yeah. gotta be. There's, there's a John Lajoie. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Of course. Right. Yeah. The, Show the, me your genitals. Right. Your exactly. Genitals. Yeah. So what about Twitter? Do you do Twitter? Uh, I have a Twitter account, but again. Uh, it's all new it's it's all it's for me it's you just come just come to my show if you like me just stalk me on facebook or something just come to the show get to know get to know me get to know dylan all right so i'm putting out the call anyone that comes out to these comedy shows if you see a mayor uh or even me uh just yell out penis time 
It's penis time. <laughs> well, no, you're one of you're one of ours. You're one of ours. exactly. Yeah. I'll just do a little chest, a little bump with the fist on the over yeah. the heart. Yeah. And and, we'll and bother Jason to have a shisha podcast night. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. That's definitely happening. No weed. I don't want to fucking start discussing secrets of life and why we exist. Oh, we just, tried that. It, yeah. It, it, that's an unaired episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly for my because of me because Richard uh, he's a man's man. He can hold it together. He can hold it together. <laughs> yeah. I was like I went into film theory. <laughs> I fucking went yeah, off. Nobody. No, yeah. Nobody. And just like uh, typically as we we does when you're doing like yeah. this is going to be the this is the best episode. We'd Okay, I'm a genius. This was I'm great. Genius. My third eye opened. Oh my god! And then the next year, like, dear God Almighty, thank God this is a podcast. I should not be in public. I should not. Yeah. yeah. Destroy this immediately. Yeah. God. Amer- this has been an absolute pleasure. I fully agree. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Seriously, this was like, a lot of fun. I had such. I don't remember having laughs, <laughs> laughing this much. Yeah, oh, that's great. great. In a long time. And uh, you hear this, man. you're absolutely welcome back. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Good man. luck with. I'll bring all the pack. I'll bring the grape mint, double apple. What's your? Uh, what's your? Sounds good. Uh, despite me being the resident Middle Eastern, uh, quotation marks, Richard actually is the, the shisha expert. What, what do you smoke, Richard? What's here? Uh, I do the the double apple, obviously, double apple, yeah. and uh, like the grape. Grape mint. Uh, grape, grape, mint grape alone yeah. is disgusting. No, no the grape uh, they, mint, yeah. They changed the recipe, actually. All right, in settle the down, 2000, guys. In, in the year 2000, honestly, the Al Fakhar used to have a very good grape, yeah. and then they just changed the recipe, and it's disgusting. So it's grape mint, just mint. This is great. We're getting like a, on the next episode. On the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> grape, 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 grape. Alcohol and, yeah, imagine me on nicotine fucking hotboxing this house. Oh, man. Oh, oh yeah. We'll light up three shishas. Guys, we have to go. That sounds like a great idea. Three shishas. We'll try not to burn this. So next time, floor. instead of talking about sucking dick, we're going to suck on shishas. Oh. <laughs> so we'll have some bit of a continuity thing. And hopefully, I'll have more hooker stories, guys, for you. Please. More <laughs> please stories. get to work. <laughs> I'm going to go work late at night. Get back to work. <laughs> like Amazon, uh, please. Get to work. Amirez, um, a tremendous pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Let me shake your hand. Fire in a thank hole. Thank you so much. Thank you, Richard. Let's thank get you. a fire in a hole from you. Just say fire in the hole. Yeah. Fire in the hole. There you go.